Hi, this is Michelle for Dobbs. If you're like me and always search for deals for your car, then check out GoToDobbs.com before you spend a dollar anywhere else. You'll find amazing deals on new tires and expert auto service. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own, custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shack. They're back! Wait till you see the newly renovated Hot Shots Fenton. You're going to love the smoke-free environment featuring enhanced viewing options, a redesigned gaming area, live odds tickers and sports line boards, refreshed dart and pool table areas, and an all-new covered outdoor patio. Construction's finished and the Hot Shots team can't wait to show off the new amenities throughout. Come see all the changes and visit them at hotshotsnet.com. You're going to love the new look. Hot Shots Fenton is now open. Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at gotodobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listen listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. Rizzuto. Clips this morning? I just seeing if you're paying attention. Or if somebody wants. Is this a repeat? Oh. Repeat Eclipse? Is this a repeat? <laughs> it's, are they running Tuesday show? No. Nah, it's Wednesday. Hump day, Scott. Oh. All right. Sweet. Scott loves hump day. Yeah. It's his favorite day of the week. It's the goodest day of the week. Yep, where he celebrates camels. Yep. <laughs> So where do we start? We start with the uh, with the blues. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and start with the blues. Yuck. All right, next. <laughs> that's a, What's up? That's it. Yeah, that's a shrug emoji. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to uh we'll talk to Chris Kerber later. Uh but man, that's eight in a row. Yeah, I was gonna say the nice thing as of today is it can't get any worse. Well, do you remember last week when we talked to me? He goes, you know they're gonna have to hit rock bottom. And when they played the Bruins, uh when they played the Bruins Monday. They played the Bruins Monday. Correct. And they, and they got their asses they kicked. They tied the franchise loss record. And I'm like, this has to be rock bottom. This is it. And then we're going to go into Philly, right? And then turn the ship around. And, yep. Nailing it. Yep. I think they just want to break some records. They yep. get it. They're excited. I just, eight, eight in a row. It is crazy to me to think about, I mean, like, I would love to. It would take forever, but I would love to go back. And pull audio, not just from the local guys here, but from the national folks when the Blues were 3-0. and And just pull out the audio of people like, 
Biddington is on fire, and this guy. Oh, they're really already, they're already etching names into the Stanley you know, Cup. Th- th- oh, this team is gelling. Now, this is going to be great. The offseason acquisitions are great. Colton Perego, fantastic. And now you listen to coverage from yesterday, and I'm sure today, and it's pretty much like. I don't know if this team can beat the District Five team from Mighty Ducks One. Well, like, and it's I, and bad. usually, usually, you know, the, the the morning of having Kerber on, I you know, I sit at my desk, I you know, put notes on a mm-hmm. post-it note, and you know, here's what you know the topics I'll bring up, and you know, have Chris expound on it. I got nothing today. Like, what what are you talking about? Well, the crazy thing is, like, it, they they haven't made it exciting enough from to to make me want to set aside time and watch a whole game. So I'm always watching highlights. I'm a highlights guy. And, man, you watch the highlights, especially these last, like, three games, and you start to go, wait a second, are they doing this on purpose? I, I know that sounds silly. Like tanking but, the season but already? I, I mean, they, they, there's been a <laughs> – we got a high draft pick. There's been a couple goals where I'm like, wait a second, th- that guy was standing there. Yeah. And, I mean, uncovered, they're not protecting the net at all, and you go, wait a second, are they setting it up? Are they, like – are they trying to trying to get coach fired? Are they, you it, know it what I mean? Even, like It wasn't even close. They lost 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And they looked, and they and they looked relatively ugly pretty much the whole game. Jeez. <laughs> they lost five to one. Yeah. I was all excited yesterday. Six o'clock start. <laughs> I, I we had finished dinner early. Like dad was on the couch in his underwear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You were excited to watch, even though yeah, I, even I was. though the last seven. I get excited at six o'clock hockey games. When the blues are on the East Coast, phew, all right. Yeah, you know, we had a we had a, a six o'clock start Monday, six o'clock start Tuesday. All right, it's my chance to watch a full game and not feel like oh, I'm gonna, gonna have to lose some sleep over this. So you don't care that that, that they're going into it seven losses in a row? No, because I'm hoping I'm gonna watch the game where it turns around. Okay, maybe see some excitement. Yeah, I I'm guess, a fan. I guess, and with that sport, and obviously with our team, especially that uh, Stanley Cup year, anything can happen. You can have a turnaround, just boom. Listen, I'm a, I'm a you know blues fan you know through through thick and thin I guess. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that you know the rest of the rest of everybody aren't through thick and thin blues fans, but uh, man, dude, it seems like they're getting worse. I also just like watching hockey. Like I'm just I'm just a fan of the of the sport. I'm a fan of the sport of hockey. And man, was it it I turned the game off yesterday. If you yeah, do want to feel better, you should go to NHL.com and look at the standings right now and. Find out who's the worst uh, team. The worst in the team in yeah. the, in the entire. I'm a sports fan too, man. Like sport. a pretty pretty intense sports fan. I'm a Manchester United guy. I got the jersey on today and all that. And they've made they've made it a a, a couple rough years uh, for me for me recently. But I will say, and I, and I guess this is the spirit that I'm coming from when I'm asking you these questions: is is it getting harder to watch losing team? For well, me, like my emotions yeah. are getting so intense with with the losing stuff that if if a team is losing by seven, I'm like I'm trying to protect myself. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, remember I'd said I'm 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 a fan through thick and thin. Uh, that went out the window at some point yesterday when I shut the game off. I was like, ah, I can't, I can't. First period, second period. How? Yeah, how I long? made it. I made it pretty much through the second period, and I was, this is it. This is. I think I said this is kaka poo poo. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm going upstairs to my room. I hate to be that guy, and at the risk of sounding like a total wuss, it's like it takes a toll on my heart, and I don't. I, just don't, I don't want it to take. Well, that's minutes. where I have to. Then whenever this happens, like if the for me it's baseball stuff. So if the Cardinals go into a streak where they're just you know horrendous or something like that, I just have to like figure out like well, you know these guys they'll 
they'll take a paycheck anywhere, so they don't really care about It's not about St. Louis. It's just a fun game to watch. I just need to enjoy it <laughs> and watch these really cool athletes do great things. And even if my team's not the one doing anything great, yeah, I just try to figure out how to make myself not fall into a wild depression. Well, this is the <laughs> longest losing streak after a 3-0 start in NHL history. Dang. That's Two records. Close. I turned on the game for maybe 10 minutes yesterday. And what I saw, I went, this is not enough to keep me interested here. Like, I, I just, I foresaw them losing, and I went, I, I'm out. <laughs> You're out? Like, I, and, and, and I hate to say that. And people go, well, you used to work for the team. Yeah, but it's bad right now, guys. It's bad. Like I do, I do as, feel, I, I do feel they have a good enough team where they could turn Of course around. they do. And, and I'm waiting for that maybe to happen. That, maybe that's the frustration. Like, when the Cardinals were poop, like, you know, for, for a couple seasons there when we were young, it was fun. It was, it, you know, it was still like a, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, so I'm going to go watch baseball. This is going to be fun. And you didn't expect much, and that's fine. But when you expect, when you look and you go, wow, yeah. this is a good ass team. They should be yeah. able to to turn it around. That's when you start getting emotional. And it hurts. They'll turn it around. <laughs> and I said, listen, I'll still be there at puck drop. I'll watch, but it's hard. <laughs> it's getting harder. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's, it's really getting harder tough. And harder. It's getting harder. That that's that, that's my point. Is it's getting harder? At least I, for me. I don't want to go. <sighs> All right, fine. I'll watch the Blues. Oh game. my God! I want to go. I want to watch the Blues game. This guy here, honestly, nails exactly how I felt watching the game yesterday. Matt on Twitter said, "Watching the Blues game right now feels like doing homework that you don't want to do." Yeah, it's wow. yeah. That's a. It, af- fine, it affects me. Game. It affects me. Yeah. And not one of us before anybody starts. Not one of us is sitting here going, "I." Hate the Blues. I'm no, never watching. I wanna, no, it's just a it's tough watch right now, man. It's a tough watch. Yeah, you can't we're, say. We're crying about it because we we do care. You can't say that it is fun watching the Blues lose. Who's saying that? Unless you're the team playing the Blues. <laughs> if you're a Flyers fan, you had a good time yesterday. <laughs> if you were an Islanders fan, you had a good time on... They play, No, they played the Bruins, Bruins on, yeah. on Monday. You had a good time on Monday. Yeah, the coolest thing about that Bruins game was the Bruins uniforms. Those are pretty sweet looking. Not a Yo, Bruins I, fan. I thought the Flyers jersey yesterday was sweet too. Those white Flyers jerseys are awesome. But it was that retro Bruins jersey they had on. Oh, was that the reverse retro? Is that why the Blues wore their homes back to back? Yes. So, yeah. Because they're Cause they the white and yellow. White, yeah. Pretty sweet looking. But other than that, the game sucked. And then, of course, yesterday was. Election day, and uh, I went to vote right after, uh, right after work yesterday. Went to my polling location, and there was a line, which is pretty rare during a, a, a midterm election. Oh, really? But there was there was a line. Yeah, I had to wait, you know, twenty minutes. Last couple times, I think there's been there's been lines. Usually for the presidential races, it'll be the line out the door. I mean, for midterm stuff too. Presidential. When I when I pulled up for the presidential one, and I uh, parked, and then I got on my car, and I kind of walked up to the break, and I guess I was not the first one to walk up to this little break in the line. But uh, as I walked up, somebody went, "Hey, man!" And I went, "Yeah." And they go, "It's all the way back there." And I looked back, and the line wrapped around yeah. the building. Oh, and I wow. went, "I went, okay." <laughs> you know, I think a lot of times it's because we're always going on lunch break. You know, we're going around the noon, yeah. the noon hour, so it's it's a lot of people sneaking I, it in. You know what I also think? I also think it took a while to fill out that ballot because it was long. It was a two sided, bigger than normal. It was it was it was the two sider. It was a pretty long ballot. Yeah, and depends. They give you 
barely have any ink in them, so you have to sit there and go <laughs> yeah. over it 50 times. <laughs> yeah, you got like, to <laughs> fill on the little, little yeah. rectangle. But all right, so here are some of the, just the highlights, the high-profile ones. Uh, Eric Schmidt defeats uh, uh, Trudy Bush Valentine in the Missouri Senate race. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker beats Darren Bailey for uh, for that race over there, Governor. Uh, Sam Page defeats Mark Montavanti and remains the St. Louis County Executive. Megan Green wins the St. Louis Board of Aldermen President seat and Amendment 3 in Missouri passes. That's the Missouri Recreational Marijuana. Whoa, so... Uh, Weed's legal now, wow. guys. Yeah, so bro. a whole more to token up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a short right. show. No. Oh. It'll be a high show. Right. <laughs> Hold on, man. Wait. Wait a second. There it is. Yeah, Spark yeah, it baby. up. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, so here's what it says. Uh, the proposal would legalize recreational marijuana for adults 21 and older, expunge records of past arrests and convictions for nonviolent marijuana offenses except for selling to minors and driving under the influence. Man, what a... Wait a minute. So you're telling me I just can't light up in my car and start cruising? What a different time. No, that's the, no, you cannot. Oh, what? I'm, ta I'm talking about the expungement of past offenses. Right. So basically, if I got caught two years ago with a, a little bit of weed in my pocket and it's on my record, that is now going to be taken off. Right. Again, expunge records of past arrests and convictions for nonviolent marijuana offenses, except for selling to minors or driving under the influence. Right. So with 53.1% of the vote, Amendment 3 passed. Now, according to the American Bar Association... An expungement has the court treat a criminal conviction as if it never happened. Wow, man. This removes the crime from a person's criminal record. As I said, not every marijuana criminal conviction will be up for expungement. Those whose convictions include a violent element, those who sold to people underage, and those whose convictions, including driving under the influence, will not be able to petition for expungement. There, and there's also, and I know that, you know, there's there's a lot of details here, guys, and there's a lot of things that, that are going to come out. So if you hear something, whether it be from somewhere or on um, social media or, or somewhere else, take that with a grain. But, like, if if you have a buddy or even you got busted a few years back with the amount of weed that is, like, for distribution and for sale based on how much you got busted with, that's going to play a part of this. I this is not just like it gets erased with an you, eraser. You I'm have to, like— you the Cliff's Notes versions here. I, I, know, I don't, but, but, but what I'm saying know, is— I, I don't know uh, uh, about quantities or, or any of that stuff. But what I'm saying is don't—as as a person that has somebody that— got busted with weed, don't immediately just wake up and go, hey, man, it passed. I am free. Yeah. Just know that there are th steps you have to take. There are things that, that have to happen now, for those, it to just go away. Those in jail right now, let's say you're you're serving time for something that would be expunged. They're not just going to, oh, you're out. Yeah, that, that's oh, not my whole point. My door unlocked. They're, <laughs> they're, they're not just going to open up the door and just people are just going to start flooding out. Um, those currently serving time for marijuana offenses that qualify for this expungement would not be automatically released, but would be able to petition for release, which would have to be adjudicated within a timeline. Like, they're not going to let you sit there for months and months and months. There's a timeline yeah. set in the amendment where they have to see your case. It's a weird time, man. I... I um I'm thinking of of people that I know personally that were affected. I mean, and obviously you can't go back and erase history, and the law was the law, and it was broken was at, at one point. But I know uh, a couple of people lives ruined, lives and families absolutely ruined for for things that would be legal now. And um, man, it's just 
What a wild, what a wild difference twenty years now makes. Right? Let's talk about uh, the now recreational sales. So cannabis sales will be taxed at six percent of the retail price at state level. So automatically six percent sales tax. Local municipalities, like let's say they open up a dispensary in in Baldwin, local municipalities will be given the ability to tax an additional three percent. Which so six sure percent state, and then whatever municipality has the right to go up to three percent of a tax. The amendment will take effect effect in uh, December, so next month, and the earliest businesses could sell would be February of 2023. The amendment creates a lottery process for a limited amount of business licenses, which would be equally divided among congressional districts. Now, we approved it. It was up. Recreational marijuana was up for vote in a couple different states. Five altogether. Of the five, two passed. Wow. Wow, really? Including Missouri. I would have thought it would have been more. One is still up for... for can, you, can you give me the five states and I'll... And I'll yeah. All right. Up guess. for up for <clears throat> vote for recreational. You had Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, Maryland, and Missouri. I got my pick. Obviously, Missouri was one. Yep. So one other state passed, two rejected, one still up for in the air. Would you say it's a surprise? The one that the the other one. Would you would you have been surprised? Or were you surprised? No. Oh, okay. So is it Maryland? Yeah, Maryland passed. Yeah, really? A, yeah. I figured it was going to be South Dakota just because of the big motorcycle. South Dakota is the one too close to call. Oh, so wow. it may pass. Wow. Some, I figured that one would be. It a may. Shoe. It may. It may. St- that may still pass. I didn't. I saw as of this morning yeah. when I was look, oh. looking up stuff. I don't know. Maybe it may. They may have called it now, but somebody uh, reached out and they said the, that they read that the bill says that if you are in jail, you have to complete your sentence before you're eligible for expungement. Okay, so after you complete it, then it can be erased. Correct. So you're not a convict. Well, what the amendment says is you'll be able to petition for release. Interesting. Man, so what I read, which is from one of the, a bunch of the news sites, is you will be able to petition for release. Man, isn't Arkansas struggling right now money-wise? You think that this is like the... Arkansas and North Dakota outright rejected proposals, and uh, it was up for a vote in South Dakota. Still too close to call there. So yeah. that's listen. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's just a little pretty big deal, man. That's the condensed version of what happened yesterday. And listen, if you want to look at the national races, you could go go on your own and look at that stuff. As far as locally here, that's those are the big high profile races. Um, Oh, okay. You're both right. You're both right. You could petition, and, they, and then they, they look say, at it, and they'll go, okay, goodbye, no. and then they take it away. But as, the, the second that you complete your sentence, it goes away. Yeah. So you could just sit there and go, I'm not going to petition. I only got three more weeks left. So you just wait three weeks, and then they go, all right, you're out, yeah, and then shoot, it goes away. You have to go through the process, and yeah. they go, okay, you're out. The petition, or, oh, you is for, stay. the petition is for people that still have five years on their sentence, and they're like, hey, I want to get the hell out of here. Gotcha. So I know there's a, a lot of different things with the licenses and all that, and, and most of which I don't know anything about. It, it, are the dispensaries that are already out there for medical right now, are they they're, they're going to be able to sell recreationally in February, you say? I, I'm assuming. I don't know. Or is it only new places? Like, how, how does that work? 
because the licenses are I'm assuming are that different. the places that are already open that are doing uh, medicinal will right. be able to switch we'll over just, to recreational. I'll, t- I'll text my buddy right open now who owns one. It's a petition to open new ones. Now, my, my question is, and maybe somebody knows this, because I really don't know much about this. Um, okay, so the state is going to do 6% tax on, if you, so if you go into a dispensary, 6% tax and then whatever else the local municipality puts on it. What is the tax on medicinal right now? Oh, you would think, what you're saying is you six percent. Okay, 6% for medicinal? Yeah. And then it'll probably be up to 9%. Oh, sorry, 4%. For, 4%. 4%. 4% for medicinal. So if you have a medical marijuana card. Cheaper taxes. Will you still be able to only do the 4%? Great question. Yeah. Well, that would, um, that'd be good. So 6% for. To keep it a little bit cheaper for people that need it. Yeah, if I walked in and wanted to buy 6%, I don't have a, I don't have a marijuana card. A medicinal card. Uh, but the people who need it for medicine and stuff like that, uh, 4% still? Or is everything going up to 6%? It's, it seem, that seems like it, it seems logical. Good, and, good and fair, yeah. That seems like a logical thing, but I don't know. I'm ignorant when yeah. it comes to a lot That's of That's cheaper stuff. than, I just looked up, and it looks like tobacco's 10% from the state tax. Oh, tobacco's 10%? Wow. All right, what questions am I supposed to be asking my guy? Because I'll ask him whatever you want me oh, to. Oh, you got a guy, huh? Yeah, I got the guy up the street that owns the dispensary <laughs> right up the street from oh, me. He's the guy awesome. Up the street. I love the guy. Uh, okay, so if I have we're gonna, we're gonna a med card, guy. do I still get four percent? Four percent, or do I have to pay the six percent because of rec? Now I'm sure not all the places that do medicinal will switch over to rec too, hmm. and I'm sure some will stay medicinal only. Switch over and I wonder if that, that affects like quality or intensity. Well, what happened in in Illinois? Right, their wreck over there. Right, is did, it is did, it is it more potent? Like the, the the quality and the potency? Because I know, like when you when you go west, don't ask me how I know. Well, my buddy uh, says Colorado is lower tax on medicinal in Colorado. So okay, I'm yeah. assuming. Let's say like Colorado, Arizona, California. Like everybody says that their stuff is so much better than the stuff here. Is that because it's only medicinal here and the farm license and this and that and the restrictions? <laughs> I've and blah, honestly blah, blah. only been to one. Uh, dispensary in my life I, in Vegas. Oh, I've, I've, I haven't been to any of the, the ones here. I've, I've only been to one in Vegas because it was new. It was new there, and it was like, ah, oh, let's we went to we went to Vegas. Yeah. All right, man. Let's see what this is all about. And it was so weird. <laughs> so it was weird so how? weird. So so weird because it was so against everything that oh, I right, had right. been you're, brought up. You're like looking around, like, is am I getting punked? like if you had told sixteen year old Riz. Like, if, if I came back in a time machine, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, 16-year-old Riz, listen, in 28 years, it's going to be legal. I go, you are high. Yes, they I go, am. yes, I am. Because you're legal over here. <laughs> I, I would, no way would I have thought. But here we are. First of I all. just went on the radio saying... Weed is legal in Missouri. It's probably come December. It's probably very unsafe to be operating a time machine under the influence. Uh, my, I have my, a driver. Very good call. My buddy said, uh, <laughs> Riz, my buddy said that med will stay lower tax, and the municipality can add that small rec tax. So the for rec, but for rec, as far as medical, the medical tax will it'll stay, stay. It'll stay the same. It'll okay, stay I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Why? Why penalize the people that need it for mm-hmm. whatever? Whatever ails you. Yep. Whatever you got your card for in the first place. 
And this is not licensed to toke up everywhere. Right. Like, I, I saw somebody I, yeah. post yesterday. I saw somebody post yesterday. I can't wait for this to pass because when it does, when the summer hits and it starts to get warmer, I can't wait to roll down the windows, turn up the tunes, and smoke a joint while I'm driving. I, I you can't do you that. You can't do That's that. exactly like saying I want to do that and, and drink a six-pack. <laughs> you you are going that, to guys. go to jail. That was my point. You can't, drive, you can't drive high. You cannot operate a time machine high. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, remember when they decriminalized it in the city? And people were like, well, yeah, I can't wait to walk home from a Cardinals game and just get all kinds of ripped up. <laughs> That's not how this works, guys. I, I would it. assume that it's, well, we have open container laws, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, think, I think if you are on the streets of St. Louis, like you are downtown, you can't go up to a cop and start lighting up and blowing smoke in his face. But if you are like, if I'm outside of DB's, and I want to light up a joint and smoke it. I don't think there's much they can do about it. So, so basically, wow. way you could crack open a beer, you could probably uh, smoke up a joint. It, I don't know. Again, I don't know. It would make it easy to have the same guidelines, right? Yeah, you can't be you can't be smoking and driving. No. Yeah, I got my uh, my forefoot in the back seat. Just taking bong rips at at red lights. What? It's legal now. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure there's some folks that drive way better under the influence. Yeah. My, my buddy who does own the dispensary just said that uh, they personally will become what they call comprehensive, which means rec and medical. Mm -hmm. But they do have the option to go just rec or just med. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure some will stay rec or some will turn to rec. Some will stay medical. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, how this all shakes. <laughs> but, but hopefully point. very good for the state as far as money. Yeah, yeah, money. Nice. Uh, my lady just sent me a message and said, the only thing I'm concerned about is I just hope the universe doesn't just smell like weed all the time. Mm. Well, and, well it, and, it, and it won't. Gonna... I mean, but I will tell you well, this. Well, when I get off the plane in Colorado every time, I'm like, <sighs> yeah. you know what, though? The one thing. Must be in a rec state because it smells like weed everywhere. Here is one thing, though, that you do have to take into consideration. And this will be this will be a legit thing. So you go to a concert now, okay? And every once in a while you go, ooh, ooh. Now that's going to be able to access from everybody. They're not supposed to be smoking in the lawn, but everybody's going to have access to it. So, like, when you go to a show or you go to certain places where there's a large gathering of people, you're probably going to smell it more. Um, if you were smoking at a concert, you were going to get weed to smoke at a concert anyway. Yeah, I know. I don't think I, it's going to change anything. You don't think it's going to change anything at no, all? because like he said, the people that were going to smoke in, in where they're not supposed to smoke, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, because at the Pumpkins show, I mean, it was as if it was legal. You just smelled it everywhere. Now, there. I will say Canada's had it legal or, or uh, you know, maybe not legal, but lax m more so well before we did. And I will say the festivals that we do in Canada... Yeah, they smelled a lot more like weed. We're a whole lot funner, am I right? Yeah. If that's yeah. a word. They smelled a, they smelled a lot more like weed than than the festivals down here. So yeah. Yeah, okay. but every time we played up there, Cypress Hill was on the bill, so That's true. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm at, uh, maybe, but I, I, I'm not sure. But either way, like it was noticeable back in the early two thousands that when we play up outside in Canada, I was like, I smell more weed up here. But <clears throat> it just hit me that I'm wearing a dispensary hat. And like it's not because it's not It's not because of that, guys. I swear to God. Look it's at you not celebrating. I literally put this hat on because <laughs> somebody doctor, gave it to me Monday. He's got a Dr. Green thumb hat. Uh, on. That is not as soon as oh, I, man, I that's I, awesome. That's what that says? 
It says Dr. Green Thumbs Los Angeles. It's 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 That's a dispensary. Is that yeah. be real from Cypress I guess Hills? so, yeah. Oh no way. One of my buddies gave me this hat and said, Hey man, I think that you'd like this hat. And I went, Oh, I do like that hat. And I put it on and I left my house and it was it took until right now for you me know, to go. Until you pointed oh, that out, I thought it was a Los Angeles Kings hat. I did yeah, too. I thought so too. Yeah. I did too. Full circle. And it's got a green bill. How cute. That's lovely. That's yeah. Dr. Green Thumb. What yeah, right, I swear man. it's not. This is not me going. Hell yeah, Missouri. <laughs> bro. Rock on, That's Missouri. Hell to the yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude. real quick, Riz, before we move on. Hey, did you hear that that bill passed? And you started. I did. You started laughing Sweet. like Seth Rogen today. We're gonna know what's happening. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you think that's what's gonna happen? All, all the comedy <laughs> comedy shows in Missouri, the laughter is just gonna sound like Rogan now. Huh. Seth, that is. <laughs> yes, thank you, Seth, yeah. like Seth Rogen. Um, man, talking about time travel, me getting into the uh, into the time machine to talk to 16-year-old Riz. All right, this question. If time travel was possible, mm-hmm. which decade of your life would you choose to experience all over again? I mean, you're not 40 yet, so, I mean, you're at the end of your 30s, basically. You're 36? Mm-hmm. What are the parameters? Like, I have to relive every day, or I can, like, I have mine Pick and choose. Like, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I take the highlight reel, or do I have to experience the lowlights as well as the highlights? No, no, no. Ne- never mind the highs or lows. Like, you have, do I have, do, you, do we have our brains now? Like, do I get to go back and, like, shift some things? Oh, because, yeah. like, yo, like... You know, I could. Prevent, oh, I'm changing some prevent, stuff. Yeah, I was just saying, like, dude, like, wait a second. Things. I, I had, uh, I had a, uh, yes, things that I that I thought were important that I later found out other people didn't think were important would definitely change my decisions in my twenties. I'd have joined that band that asked me to join that band. Oh, for me, if 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 I got to go back, fully knowing what I know now, and I get to go back in time, and I get to make some decisions. I would probably relive my 20s. Yeah, me too. That's, that's what I would do. As long as, as long as, so I have the knowledge I have now. I go back then, and all of a sudden, boom, holy crap, I'm 20. God, this is going to, and this this is way more serious than you want it to be, I know. But as long as 20-year-old Tony, when he wakes up, I don't remember my kids. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if 20-year-old, I have my brain, I know what I know right now, but when I wake up and if I'm 20 and I go, yeah. hey, man, how you live your life and how you choose to move forward here could eliminate your children? See, I, I would like, gonna, to, say, ah, I would that's like dark. to say my teens, but the decisions I made as a teenager affected yeah, don't take the fun out of the it. Whole I mean, thing we're not going to butter, we're going to butterfly effect this uh, whole dude, thing. Dude, I had a great Every little time decision. as a teenager, man. The hell with that. I had an awesome time. I go back in my twenties because I did. I, 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 and I had a I chose, okay. I chose dude, I had to a do lot of things fun there. in my twenties too. I chose to do things based on loyalty, and it ended up not mattering okay. to others. Okay, let's say so, you can't change anything. I would change those decisions. You can't. You can't change. Let's so you, you just get to relive it let's and get to experience it again and experience it again for sure. My twenties then, for sure. Birth of my kids, or kid? No, yeah, my daughter. Do- well, I don't know. I, my daughter was. I was thirty when my daughter was. So that's out. Mind. So yeah, my still my still my twenties. But then you're because, 20s. But the, but wait, but I don't get to lady. change anything then. Yeah, then, I know. Then, then I didn't meet my lady. Your, but then also, I, I I went through a year of absolute hell. What, yeah, going through divorce. I get the cancer, the surgeries, all that stuff. That's your thirties. So I got to relive that too if I pick my thirties. So it's either do I get my children and have to go through divorce and cancer and all that stuff again, but I do get to meet my lady. I think my 20s. I'm, believe, I'm reliving my 20s. 
See, now, if I get to change was, things, if I get to change things, Riz, I'm for sure picking my 20s because I'm going to be way smarter with my money because I was an yeah, absolute yeah. dope when it yeah, came to my money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so in, in, your, in your new, with the new parameters, do you have to the just op- relive? Do you have the option to not go back and relive anything? Because I don't think I would do it. I think I would just stay right here and go, you know what? I did it. D- been there, done that. Yeah, but is, so is there a decade where <laughs> I'm just, a believer in that? Yeah, I'm no, a, I'm a believer I, I, in been there, done that. That's reality. That's reality. Yeah, but yeah, but, this, but, but I'm yeah. saying, okay, Riz, I'm the genie, and I'm giving you the opportunity to relive your 20s if you want. You have 60 seconds to make that decision. You don't have to, though. You can stay here. Okay. Go, go relive okay, the genie. whole decade. Does he get to change things or no? Okay. No. I'm saying that I just with get the parameters. To, back in my. Just bam. Riz, 19. Uh, okay. 99 or whatever so, it is. But, but at the end of the decade, do I get to then go back into my 44-year-old body? You just pop back up. I got, so it's right. He's right here. Pa- yeah, he's right here. Yeah, I'll oh, see you in great. 10 years. Yeah, and you're same age as you are now Same age, and I do realize, oh, my God, I went back and relived my, my whatever. You relived it, but you don't get to change anything. I would do my 20s. I would not do anything. I, I wouldn't do anything. because I'd I, be, I'd I, I've already done I'd it. i like 23 going, golly, I've already been here. I know what, this what, damn what do you want to re-experience? Gonna... I don't know. There was, some, there was an adventure and excitement. Okay, yeah. but I mean, I you, mind... you, as a, you as a 44-year-old adult, you can go do that right now. It would definitely not be the same. Okay, but then again, you don't get to change anything. You basically, you basically just told that genie, "Hey, man, I'd love to watch a ten-year movie." The world's not coming back. I had a pretty good twenties. Okay, but again, it's a (laughs) ten-year movie. Right, leave it there. Yeah, you already have those memories in that experience. I wouldn't mind to uh, get paid to travel again all over the world. That was a pretty sweet deal. You're right, though. Maybe if I do relive my twenties now, thinking about my twenties and my forties, it really wasn't reality. Like I've kind of sugarcoated things that happened in my twenties. Oh, you're right. Or what if it is a long time when you're 20? Hey, what if it's also what if it's also going to be your 44 year old mindset in that 20 year old's body? So 20 year old Riz, who's in the middle of a crowd, who's in the middle of a crowd (laughs) with a thousand people on a Tuesday that's got to work at 6 a.m. That's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, so your conscience is 44, going, oh no, no, don't do this. I know what I'm about to do. Don't do this. As you're putting on those jeans, I'm just I'm just an observer. Hey Riz, Riz, as you're putting on those jeans with the Dazzled on the butt, and you're getting ready at 11:30 at night on a Wednesday. 44 year old Riz is in your brain going, "Go to bed." Yeah, just, just think, I, I met my wife when I was 20, so she'd be, st- she would still be in my adventure. She would still be in my adventure. We were just starting our careers. Uh, we we moved to Missouri when I was 22, 23 years old on a, on a great adventure. Again, though, it's just we you're watching un- a movie, though. Mm-hmm. That you've already seen and know very well. For you, it's a harder decision. I can understand the turmoil you're dealing with because, like you said, you had your wife in your life. For, for, for Tony and I, like, we've never felt loved like we do now. So we know that, like, instantly 100%. back in our 20s, we're missing out. We're missing out. There, there was a bunch I, of— I missed out. There was the a bunch of years. That I have now, I now realize that— Like, like I feel—you know, I, I, was, I, I had the feeling of indestructibility— See, there yeah, was a lot, yeah, yeah. And, and and I think Moon nailed it on the head here because in my 20s, I mean, yeah, sure, there was a bunch that was, like, really fun. Like, I would love to go back and as a participant of a big event, like, for example, a, my wedding reception. I don't remember any of that because we were so busy. <laughs> and I, it wasn't even because I was drunk. Oh, it was just okay. we were so busy. Like, I didn't get to enjoy, as a wedding DJ, I get to enjoy everybody's wedding. I didn't get to enjoy mine because of that. But, like... Okay, yeah, that was one fun thing, but like, there was a lot of years in my twenties 
where I was yeah, really was unhappy. Not, and not every moment was great. Right. And plus, now I'm going back, and now I'm 400 pounds again. Oh, I immediately right. go back to being 400 pounds. I worked my ass off to get to where I am now, and now I just ballooned by closing my eyes and opening them. And now i got to be stuck in this guy for 10 years. I know how it is to live as a 220-pound guy now. Now I'm observing myself in a 400-pound man. And I remember Man. how much pain I was in and how tired I always was. I mean, to me, again, my 20s was full of adventure. Uh, but was, maybe, maybe it was full of void as well. Full of what? Void. Like, I, there was a void in my life that I didn't realize until it was filled, you know, more recently, these last couple of years. But I knew that I had a void then. I just couldn't isolate it. I couldn't, like, you know, articulate what it was necessarily. But I knew that, like, man, this... I guess this is as good as it gets, mm. but but I thought that this was what I was seeking. Ooh man, what if? Well, I know we're getting a little hard. What if tw- what if twenty year old Riz or forty four year old Riz, mm-hmm. his brain goes whoop, bam, into twenty year old <laughs> Riz, and then now you have to experience those types of. You know your limit now. Oh, I know my limit now. Yeah. Back then you didn't. Now, 44-year-old Riz is reliving those moments. So you're going to be over there going, don't you dare take that shot. Come on, man. <laughs> you don't need that. You don't yeah. need that. We are already well past it. Oh, oh here no. comes another one. Four more? Okay, so if, if 44-year-old Riz was to give 20, year, you know, 20s, in his 20s, Riz, advice, first of all, it would be, all that eating you're doing is going to catch up with you. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go, listen, I remember tomorrow. It sucks. Like, it's going to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, your metabolism is going to stop. <laughs> what a weird sentence. I, I remember tomorrow. I, I And I, I know you're saying to yourself, yeah, I'm, I'm super We'll address skinny. it when we get there. Yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> it always is. Skinny. When I moved here, somebody goes, are you sick? I go, no, I'm just very skinny. Yeah. And then, bam, that stops. <laughs> so you have... <laughs> I, or, was, I was clearing sleeves of Oreos at no expense. Or, hey, live it up because it's going to, that's going to stop. By the way, somebody or said. let's start developing good habits now because in the future it's <laughs> yeah. going to be a lot harder. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't get, you don't get that yeah. luxury. You just, you're an observer. Somebody said, man, uh, one of us, I can't remember who it was, mentioned, hey, I'd like to go back in my teens. That sounds great. But then also you got to remember, you've got four years of 10, 11, 12, 13. That sucks. You get to do nothing. I mean, you get to play and do. Oh, stuff that like would that. mean having to go back to but middle like, school. I yeah, don't want to do that. Back to middle school. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you, no. you, no, no longer. You. Cool. You, the torture you, chamber. Hey, no, thank you. You as a forty-four-year-old <laughs> no, man. You. you as a forty-four-year-old man. All of a sudden, have rules, grounded, and curfew, discipline. You have to do all that stuff. That would suck. Okay, so that's if, jail. That's jail. I will tell you if if it was forty-four-year-old Riz in my junior high school body. Knowing what I know now, so I have, I have everything. You know what I would do first day? Punch the biggest kid in school. Yeah, was, you can't do anything. I go, I go up to all but the bully kids that I know. If you, if like, you could, if I, know, I could, I know forty-year-old you, and you're a tremendous. Slouch. I would establish dominant dominance immediately. <laughs> that would be, be hilarious. King of the school. I would establish dominance immediately. Again, you don't it get to be, change it. You just I'm get saying to if I here, was able to change it, you get to sit here and watch yourself get tortured, knowing, oh man, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is going to this is going to blow your minds. If I could go back and say anything, or if I could change anything, you know, 37-year-old Patrico goes back and all of a sudden is boom, trans, let's even say high school, is put back into high school, the only thing I would do, and then, I, dude, I'm telling you, and this is dead serious, 
I would not go to the bathroom that day that that fateful thing happened to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm, I'm being for real. I, I yeah. can't, in my high school career, nothing from, from freshman year until senior year, I feel like I lived my high school life, and when I walked away, I went, wow, you did that, man, and that was great. You did the most that you possibly could. And the only thing I would change is that because that affected my life for 35 years. Yeah, but remember, remember wow. when you were that age, how every day just blended together and it seemed oh, like, of course. It seemed like uh, time was slow motion. So you would have to have like the most remarkable deja vu moment to even know that that day was that day. You'd have to look down and see your jean shorts or whatever and go, oh, oh wait, this is what I was wearing. Maybe today is the day I got to go home right now. You'd be sending yourself home twice a week. Well, somebody asked 2,000 American seniors what they would do, like what decade they would go back to. And these are, you know, seniors in their 70s, 80s, 90s. Their top answer, what what decade? I bet you they say 40s. 50s. 30s. 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 Oh, yeah. You know why? Because, like, you're mature. You're starting to get your stuff together. And everything hasn't fallen off. The wheels haven't fallen off. I think 40s is that 30s now. 30s was the happiest or best decade of their lives. And second would be their 20s. Well, that's um, that's depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for the pick-me-up, seniors. 30s and 20s. As if it's all just crap from there? You know, maybe it was you the... You probably my, shouldn't my, have I shared mean, I mean, I think of my, my 20s, you know, it kind of through... I guess, rose-tinted glasses. You know, we didn't have much. We kind of made it work, and we still had everything we needed. Lived in a small little place. Yeah, you're, you're thinking, you're remembering all the successes in, rather than the voids. And and they're probably doing that the same. 20th is their furthest decade to memory. I can't remember anything and Yeah, else. and they're only seeing the good rather than the tragedy or the heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I mean, my dad was still around. You know, I, there was, I had a good, you're right. I had a good 20s. And then, you know, 30s, of course, you know, 30s with the kids and stuff like that. You know, I would never give that up for anything. See, I would say my 30s are better than my 20s, but my 20s were pretty rad, too. Yeah, I think it just gets, it seems like it's getting better and better and better, so. There was a lot of highs in my 20s, but there sure as hell were a lot of lows. And I honestly think that I would probably pick my 30s. And again, (laughs) A, I met my lady. B, I'm almost willing to, to accept and relive all the stuff with COVID and cancer and all the, the hell that 2020 was because I get to experience, A, things with my lady, and oh, B... Oh, look at this guy. Mr. Romance. And my kids. I'm with you. It's all good. This dude wants to go back to when he was doing Quaaludes. Hey, how's like, it feel? Okay, have how's fun, it man. Feel to I did that in my teens. Whatever. Go ahead, man. I did that in my teens. You just got a taste of being me. Yeah. Jeez, man. You know what though? You know what was a game changer? I tell you what, <laughs> At the age of twenty-one when you when you didn't have to use a fake ID. That first time where I didn't have to use a fake ID. Yeah. Never used one, ever. Yeah, I never. I had never my had I had one. my license taken in Tempe, Arizona, because they thought I was using a fake ID. I was like, I was like twenty-six. <laughs> no, <this is> me. <laughs> yeah, I had a real I, like, I had a real good one. Taking my license. No, you did have a good one. I, I and I, you are still friendly with the person whose idea it was. Yeah, he was at DB's a couple of day, a couple of weekends ago, and I went, oh, my God. I was like, I just talked about it. And he goes, yeah, I know. I got blown up by everybody in the area. <laughs> uh, ah, sorry, dude. Yeah, it's Tony's doppelganger. I mean, you ha- you met your doppelganger, your older you. Yeah. Who That's looked hilarious. just like you. I wonder if when I was still a big dude, if that dude would tell people that he was Patrico. Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> 
had get his get his uh, karma back. Hey, a and you bit. know what? Yeah. Would you be upset if he used if he dropped your name to get into places? I mean, probably. You can't. Be. I, you can't. You be. can't. Yes, be. I sure can be because uh, 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 uh. I. No, you owe him a few. That's right. You owe him your name. However many times you stole his. Absolutely. Hey, that's great. Hey, he asked me. Because I asked him for his ID. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, matter of fact, and I believe statute of limitations is okay here. I purchased that ID. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, then. Uh, so it wasn't tomorrow. just a hey, yeah, thanks. I'm you getting didn't this. ask him every time. What if he just asked you, hey, man, if I drop your name a couple times and get into a couple places? That, that cool. Right? Okay. Go for it, brother. Go yeah. for it. You got it. He but ma- if he, he just started doing point. it and he I rented. start hearing about it, wait a minute. He makes a good point. He rented his name. And if you'd like to rent your name, he has the. Of course. He, if he asks. Right or refusal. <laughs> <laughs> if Mike wants to shoot me a text and go, hey, man, I'm at Hot Shots. I'm going to drop your name. This customer thinks that I'm fat old you. Go for it, brother. Or like, hey, man, I'm at whatever place. It's it's full. There's not a table to be found. I think, you, you know, if I drop your name, I could be able to get a table. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to yeah, say, Go I, for it. I believe this is totally acceptable with the exchange of $45. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever Can it was. Get a refund? How much you, you pay for your fake ID? I think 100 Oh, wow. it was that It was that damn good. I probably would have paid more, to be honest with you. You've seen the picture. I mean, it was so good. <laughs> I think I would have paid more well, money. calculate the inflation and then figure it out. Make your deal. Yeah, what there, do you invest that in? There's a, uh, there's a video going around on... Uh, <laughs> on social media, it's a bouncer in Oklahoma. Okay, and he his his little video is going viral, uh, and he's got a trick to spot a fake ID. So in the video, there's a young lady trying to get into the club he's bouncing for, and he, here's how here's how it went down. Listen to this. Typically, when I get a fake ID, first I'll let them know, ma'am, this is a fake ID, and then I'll wait for their response. Okay, so he's doing the video, and this is an actual interaction with. The, <laughs> so is he narrating ma'am? as this is happening, as this or, is happening. or is this a this is a go back and narrate? No, Hilarious. as it's happening. So it's you have terrible. this this underage girl trying to get into this club, and she's got her you know her her shirt on with her boobies out, you know, trying to get into this club, mm-hmm. like a really sheer shirt. It's not that. And, and, and he, he's done it so many times <laughs> that he knows exactly what's going to happen. Uh-uh. It's not. I'll let them know, ma'am, this is a fake ID. And then I'll wait for their response. It's not though. And that's the typical response. And then I tell them, well, if that's so, then why can I rip the fake ID in half? Like- now, that's a little misleading when he says rip it in half. It, he, it's, it's peeling the plastic top on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So it's not ripping in half. Because that happens. Because you've had this license for 10 years. It's peeling the top (laughs) off it. That's a good indicator that your ID's been messed with. Rip the fake ID in half like that. And typically they say, and I say, you can't stay here and you got to go. You can't stay here and you got to go. Because we're better than everyone else. You hear what you said? Every other place it works, but here it don't. Clearly, <laughs> this worked earlier tonight. And the fact that she asked for it back is priceless as well. He goes, nah. <laughs> Can I get it back? Nah. You cannot. Yeah, dude. That's I'll, amazing. I'll never, I'll never forget how upset I was. Sober as a judge, taking a friend into this bar, this Irish bar in Tempe. And I know it's a, co- you know, it's a college scene. And I probably looked younger. I was like 25, 26 years old, <clears throat> on tour. Went down, and this this guy takes my license, and he's like, yeah, this fake ID. I said, no, man, no, it's not. It's just from Missouri. You probably haven't seen that. 
And he's like, no, this is a fake ID. I'm keeping it. I said, keep it? Are you out of your mind? It doesn't say I'm 21. What are you talking? Ask is, me a question you know, about that's, it. That's really funny that you say that because getting a Missouri license when I was in my mid-20s, going back east and trying to go to a bar with friends and you get carded. I looked, I looked very young. Right. Everybody else got New York licenses, and you hand them a Missouri license. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, you think I'm underage, and I've gone to the trouble to make a 26-year-old from Missouri's license with that face on it to come into a, 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 a like an Irish bar in Tempe, Arizona, and he's like, and he just shut me down. I was like, no, nah, it's kept it. I was like, you big idiot, give me my, my license back. What are you doing? Did you get your license back? No, kept it. No. Kept it. See, at that point, I would have called the cops. Yeah, I would have called, or uh, well, I don't know what, I didn't, I didn't the know tour what manager or something. I'm sure I was gone. I had had to leave the next yeah, hour. Yeah, but with your, now you have no ID. I had no ID. For a while. It was the worst. Uh, my phone got stolen from a bathroom, uh, like, eight cities no, later. No, you want? you don't want to relive your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Walking around without a license. Yeah. Get his ID taken. Yeah. No phone. It was after that that I, uh, it was, uh, it, it was after that that I had to start saving my friends' names rather than just uh, their names and a band name. I had to like, I, c I couldn't have Mike Shinoda in there anymore. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my gosh, somebody just stole my phone. This was before they had locks on it, mm. remember? So I was like, well, there goes every one of my friends. They're never going to answer my texts again. Dang. The, uh, yeah, the, the act of handing somebody a Missouri driver's license in New York, and the guy goes, this is fake. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. I think this was right around the time, too, that Missouri started, like, went from the old school licenses <laughs> to the ones with the holograms and all the weird crap on it. Mm -hmm. So it was a definitely a weird-looking license. Look at this guy with a random state ID. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Look at this 26—look at this 18-year-old trying to pass as a 26-year-old Missourian. Oh, man, if you looked at pictures of me when I was in my early 20s, I looked like I was in my late teens. Yeah, most of us did. That was the— I had a young, young face. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still. Yeah, I had the face that, that never got carded. Did ever. you ever have a fake ID? No, no. I mean, I wouldn't have needed it. I didn't go to those kind of establishments ah, underage. Right. Square. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were. I told you before, mine was so good that I would show cops. That's crazy. Okay, even even if I went back to my twenties and experienced things I don't want to do now, maybe there's some, like going to a club. I used to go to clubs quite a bit. Like, quite a bit. I could never see myself waiting in line now to get in. To one <laughs> yeah, of these, dude. In hopes that they places. let you in? Zero, zero chance. Now, zero. yeah, zero chance. Oh, for me back then, too. Oh, to wait in lines? Zero. We were watching... Um, uh, I was yeah. dive bar guy. That, that My friends would go, hey, man, we're going out with other girls. We're going to blah, 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 blah. And I'd go, cool. And they'd go, you coming? i go, no, I'm going to shenanigans. I'll sit it at the was bar just, and wait for It you was guys. just what you, when we yeah, were living in Manhattan, it was just what you did. It's right. no big deal. And the line was like kind of a hangout. You were only in line for a couple minutes. Anyway. Like See, if, for the, me, if, if the girls the wanted to go, like me. so me and my, my roommate and I, if, if if our girls wanted to go, we'd go sure, man. Mm -hmm. And it was it was fun. We'd go to a place, uh, uh, it was an old, in an old church. I think it was called Limelight. It was in an old church. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, it was and even waiting waiting in the line was, was yeah, fine. It was, it was just what you did. It was whatever. I watched a bunch of my buddies go throughout college and be so bummed when they did not hook up with chicks. And I told myself early in college, you ain't going to worry about it. You'll, you'll figure that out later. At this point, let's just have a great time. Right, and so I said, I'm just going to get hammered and have a great time yeah, my was, entire college career. It was, it was career. supposed to always be about the fun. There was always that one guy that's on a hunting trip. 
Yeah, all the all, I had a bunch yeah. of buddies that every time they came out, they were like, "Ooh, man, this place is packed for the chicks. I can't wait." And I'm like, "You're an That's idiot. That's not man. what Just you're here for." Fun, okay, dude. so there are things that get more enjoyable as you get older, like uh, like vacations and naps, and you know, some people would say, "I like to take a bath now." You know, that's crossword puzzles, exciting. Browsing the crate and barrel catalog. Yeah, it's who would have thought? I'll tell you what. There was a certain time in my life where all of a sudden, I remember going to the mailbox. This is when I was. Owning my own, I owned my own home. I went to the mailbox and I pulled out, you know, the junk mail. And as I was throwing away the junk mail, I went, "Huh? Well, it's a sharper image catalog. Yeah, I'll take a look at this." <laughs> but not not everything gets better with age. So there's a thread online where people are talking about things we like less the older we get. So name something you like less the older you get. Um, Man. and I'll tell you my number one answer. People. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're right. I, That's I, my number one answer. <laughs> uh, something that I enjoy way less now that I'm older is staying up late. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Staying up yeah. late. That is definitely on this list. Staying up late. I mean, there was it, before, like when I was at SIUE and, and living with roommates and stuff, even on nights that we wouldn't go out, we would be playing Xbox or doing whatever until, you know, two in the morning. And... When, like, one of my buddies would go at 10.30, hey, man, I'm going to bed. I'd go, oh, why? Yeah. There's no reason for us to be up. Okay, so and I'll, and I'll write out there, you know, loud places like like bars and parties, even even loud noises in general, you know. Uh, yeah, that sounds so silly and so anti-rock and roll, but it totally is. I've got another good one. God. Driving. Driving, yep. Really? Yep. Uh, yeah, if I, could, if I could go like this, oh, I got to go to work today. Oh, oh yeah, because you have a long drive <laughs> every day. So, so yeah. somebody wrote, my car as an adult is a million times more fun to drive, but I'm perpetually annoyed being on the road. It's not just cruising around. Dude, 100%. That's back to people. Yeah. My, my, my truck that I own now is way better than that 1997 Mercury Sable I had. Leaps and bounds, a nicer vehicle. However, back then... Hey, man, you want me to pick you up? Yeah, man. All right, what are we going to do tonight? I don't know. We'll figure it we'll out. Cruise around. And we drive around North County until we found out our plan. Now, somebody goes, hey, man, you want to go golfing? And I go, yeah, man, sure. And he goes, you want to swing by and pick me up? I go, I guess so. Okay, guess imagine we're going to Kansas City this weekend, and we're, we're getting a van for all of us. I would have been like in my 20s, like, I'll drive. Yeah, now it's like, now it's like I just yo, play hell words. yeah, Moon's going to drive. Hell yeah, I'm going to play yeah, words yeah. with friends. And the only yeah. reason I'm doing this is because I don't trust you guys. Um... Uh, waiting, you know, uh, anything with hype that requires me to stand in a long line. That's no thank you. Uh, video games. Uh, okay. I, I like fewer games, but I think I that's, like them more now. No, okay. I, so you I like think them Moon, more. I think Moon nailed it. Yeah, he's right. I like way less games, but the games that I do play, I think I enjoy more because I get them more. Uh, yeah, somebody wrote, yeah, as yeah. an adult, I feel like I'm entering into a long-term relationship every time I start a new video game that I don't have time for. As a kid, you didn't feel guilty dumping an entire weekend into a game. Yeah, fewer games, yeah. but more more, more intensity. And, and it's the same with people. Like what you said, like, you know, you like people less. Less, yes. I, I like people less. I, I like... Uh, I, I like... Um, yeah, I, I, I like fewer people, but the people that I like, I actually appreciate more, and I like the time with them more. I appreciate yeah. the time with them mm. more. I, you know what I'm saying? It's let's like the, keep this negative. It's on the can, I, can I add another one? Can I add another one that personally for me? Oh, man. And, I mean, this is very truly fits me because I stopped doing it completely. And I don't know if this falls under, like, clubs and things like that, but drinking. 
Oh, yeah. Drinking alcohol, especially getting drunk. Yeah, yeah people, so, people enjoy like that less as they get older. Yeah. Sounds like a nightmare. And a lot of people ask me, they're like, hey, man, that's awesome that you stopped drinking and you did all that stuff. And they go, hey, man, I know you stopped because of the surgery, but what's kept you going? And I go, God's honest truth is the fact that I don't want to be hung over anymore. Yeah, recovery It's not time like is. it was ruining my life. It's not like it was like overtaking my life. Yeah. It was, I just don't want to feel like crap anymore. Recovery time is, is yeah, alcohol, plays into it. Alcohol yeah. is borrowing time. You're just borrowing future time, and I don't want that no more. I got a big one that all you guys are going to go, uh-huh. Things you like less and less as you get older? Playing snow. sports. Snow. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you are right. Snow always had all this consolation, all this fun that came with it. Now it's such now a hassle. Now it's an inconvenience. Snow is awesome. It's the ice that's, the, uh, for me, because snow is fantastic. If it's going to be cold, you I want you snow. You say that, man. You say that. I man. want snow if it's cold. It's pointless otherwise. I'm, I'm it's just muddy are, and gross. I'm with him on that. No, yeah, my if it's going to be cold, we need snow. Wet? No, man. My I ankles are wet. I get to work. I yeah, got to brush off my truck. I do want In the wintertime, about... it's still wet everywhere. So it's I'm like, not, get snow. Let's I'm not make worried it nice. about me driving. I'm worried about everybody else driving. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he, he's saying like a pretty dusting. Just yeah, to make just a nice dusting because nice. it's already wet outside and gross in the winter. Because so otherwise, like, the nice. sky and the ground looks great. Well, I, yeah. ta I take it as a, I'm not allowed to pick, you know, a dusting versus seven inches. It's snow. It's snow. And if it comes to... Do I enjoy snow as an adult? No. I like looking at it. It's real neat from when I'm on the inside. Last year, but when I walk out in it, I yeah. go, this is not fun. Last year going on a ski trip, snowboarding, like, I, I love snow. It's the it's the pointless cold. It's the cold. It's things that we like. Now, snow on, a, snow on a vacation, yes, when you're going specifically for snow. That's a lot different than, uh, man, snow in the forecast. Now yeah. we got to start worrying about kids being off school. Hey. And we got to be... Worried about getting to work. That's our geography. During this, our this during our Christmas break, on a random Tuesday, and it snows outside. Fine. That is awesome. <laughs> that is great. But January fourth, and there's eight inches of snow on the ground. I'm hating it. Hating it. Wow. Uh, another one that somebody would say you like less and less as you get older. Holidays. Now, incorrect. I, was say, I knew don't, Captain don't Holiday. You get, don't would you get say that? Riled. But as an adult. <laughs> Uh, this list is stupid now. <laughs> you know, I, well, okay, as kids, it's about opening presents, having fun eating. But as an adult, you need to be the one to cook the big meals that day, organize all the fun, buy everything. As soon as I made that switch into my mid-20s and I became a homeowner and we started to host different things, the holidays did for a while there go, oh, crap. Got divorced. Was single for the past couple of years. It got fun again because I'm not hosting nothing. I'm going over to mom's house. Okay, it's 5 o'clock. Let's go have I'm Christmas. Not saying, I'm not saying you hate it, but it becomes less and less fun. Yeah, because it's, it's kid, now about something else. As a kid, you know, your uh, your parents, you don't realize that they've probably spent a lot of time, you know, hitting each other in the head trying to figure out what the game plan is for the holidays. You just go for the ride and it's really fun. That's it. It's all and now you laid get, out for you. Yeah, once you get married, it's like, boy, we have to figure out Everything's everything. laid out for you. Now you're the one laying everything out. This guy acts like his life is hard with that. Yeah, wait well, till you have wait, kids wait and you have to try and run around. And, oh, I didn't say that wasn't hard, did I? I just said it increases the... Uh, yeah, I know. We're just saying, like, prepare yourself, man. It definitely <laughs> going to change. Oh, Somebody wrote French fries. I never feel good or happy when I've eaten 
when I eat them anymore. Well, I'm not there yet. I had some fries yesterday. Somebody said cinnamon. The older I get, the more it just starts tasting like bits of tree and less like a yummy dessert. (laughs) I had. Whoa, that's a bummer. (laughs) I had the experience yesterday. This is this is the real experience I had. I ate like seven Doritos, just regular nacho cheese, not spicy nacho or anything. I had seven Doritos. And uh, after I ate seven of them, uh, I got this weird, like, feeling in my throat. My, like, I got a weird, like, almost acid reflux. And I went, oh, no. I had seven <laughs> Doritos and my body reacted to it. I go, this yeah, is rejecting. Oh, you know what I tried the other day was at the store. Um, you know that the company that makes the one-chip challenge, Pocky? Yeah. yeah. They got a bunch of different flavors out now. So they have, a re- like, a not hot ones. Yeah. I, I think it's like a Dorito knockoff. Yeah. And it's called, like, I mean, it's hot. But no, no, not- no. They were this. These were not hot. Oh, really? These were regular, regular, regular. <laughs> uh, and I bought them. I let me see what this is. It was in actually the health food. Was oh. it the purple bag section? That's fiery chili limon. No, these were like regular. Uh, oh, nacho cheese. Yeah, mucho uh, nacho cheese is what they're. It called. wasn't terrible. It was like a Dorito, but with a little more dust on it. What you're speaking my language? See, I think there's already the sufficient amount of dust on a Dorito. I, I just, do try, too, I just tried it. It was good. I just wanted to try it. I'm willing to try some more. Doritos, that's something, that's something I cut out of my life, didn't have for like 15-something years, and then I had one, I went, oh, boy. Hey, by the way. This is going to be trouble. Somebody said here, I definitely loved Christmas more as a child, but now it's too commercialized and it's lost its true meaning to a lot of people. No. I think back then your parents would have said the same thing, that Christmas is commercialized. You as a kid just don't see it. I'm not saying you have to hate the holidays. It's just now different and a little less enjoyable. You don't think it's changed at all? Or Halloween or thing? I mean, any of these holidays, you don't think they've changed? There were still fights for Cabbage Patch Kids yeah, and, like, and Tickle oh, Me Elmo. Oh, sure, but but nothing like there is now. This is like a totally unprecedented time with this crap. Well, I mean, that's just because the accessibility is there now, because of the internet, because of, you know things now. Yeah, for whatever reason, though, um, you got to acknowledge like a big change. It is totally different now than it was in the 80s. I, I don't know. I wasn't a, an adult or a parent in the I 80s. I can't speak so to I that. Can't, I, can't, I don't know. I can, I can only speak to my own experiences. Was, uh, I, can only, I can only imagine okay, my mom and dad... My mom and dad that that ran all over town looking for my sister's pound puppy that she wanted, you oh, know. Yeah. Those were sweet. So the pound puppies. I had a pound puppy sleeping bag. Man, that's cool. Dang, super cool. Yeah, you know what they did with the surplus ones? They had to put them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at the traffic together here. <laughs> uh, you can't can't very keep sad. them in a pound very for sad. too long, man. <laughs> very sad. Tell you what. Uh, today's team is remember the day is brought. <laughs> Hey, life is life, you know. He goes, he goes very sad, very sad. <laughs> uh, teamers, remember the day brought to you by Copper Fire Barn Eatery in Belleville from Wentzville. Jesse Barbin is hey, our Jesse. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Jesse has been listening to the Ridge Show since the very beginning. Uh, the tradition of uh, daily Ridge Show listening has been uh, passed on to his young son, who is now a total Riz enthusiast. Uh, Jess says the Riz Show continuously finds creative and exciting ways to support and entertain the community. Well, thank you very much, Jesse. Jesse Barbin from Wentzville is our Team Riz member of the day. Get a super sweet Team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up, 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. Listen, it's 2022. You want to make sure that you're getting the most out of you. So Victory Men's Health can help you out with that. Whether it be a plan that's designed specifically for you to make you feel your best, or maybe help with low testosterone or erectile dysfunction, they have you covered. With their vitamin IV drips and so much more, they can help you feel the best that you've ever felt before. Why sit there and make excuses when you go to Victory Men's Health and let them help you get the most out of you. Again, it's 2022. Make it about you. 
Go visit them in O'Fallon, Illinois, or in town and country. Find them online at VictoryMensHealth.com. If you are suffering from facial pain, drainage, pressure, you're tired all the time, it's time to take control. It's time to figure out what's going on with you. Take action by making a phone call to St. Louis Sinus Center. With their balloon sinus dilation procedure, it's easier than going to the dentist and it's proven to be as effective as traditional sinus surgery. Not to mention that traditional surgery, it's very painful. Take control. 314-4-RELIEF. That's 314-4-RELIEF or stlsinuscenter.com. Don't be complacent. Make the call. Make a change because there's an option for you. Feel better and have a better quality of life. Hey folks, Chris Kerber here. You're listening to The Riz Show, and uh, well, I guess we have to do this because they asked me to. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Mick Ultra Studio Cams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz the Socials at R-I-Z-Z. Show your emails, rizshow at 1057thepoint.com. We will talk to Chris Kerber later on, courtesy of our friends at Randall's Wines and Spirits. We'll talk some blues hockey also we will have to set the punishment in place for this next really fake punishment and competition that'll be done we'll do that sooner than later also uh, if there's time we'll play a game fun game give away some fabulous prizes all that and more on the wednesday edition of the Riz show all right today is november 9th back in the day 247 years ago in 1775 the continental marines are formed Happy birthday to the U.S. Marine Corps today. 55 years ago, 1967, Rolling Stone Magazine put out the first issue. Who was on the cover? Rolling Stone Magazine. What year was it? First issue, 1967. Hmm. There's two, well, who's on the cover, and there's another notable thing about that first issue. I guess I'm going to say the Beatles. So you said the Beatles, you're kind of right. Lennon. John Lennon, yes. John Lennon was on the cover. And... A free roach clip was included inside Seriously? the Seriously? Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, 49 years ago, 1973, Billy Joel's album Piano Man was released, thus preordaining more than 20 years in advance that every karaoke night would include one five-minute, 36-second period that was boring, tedious, and atonal. <laughs> uh, 38 years ago, 1984, A Nightmare on Elm Street hit theaters. 34 years ago, 1988, Child's Play hit theaters. 33 years ago, 1989, the Berlin Wall starts to come down. Thank you, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Personally took the Berlin Wall down. I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't. Mm-hmm. He th- with his hammer. With his hammer. That's right. They're still going with those Child's Play movies, right? But they call him Chucky now? Uh, it's now a TV series. Oh, is it really? Yeah. You know the story of the, the Berlin Wall coming down? It was actually an accident. Like a guard accidentally opened up the gate. And that was that was it. A guard accidentally, look that up. A guard accidentally, there was some kind of miscommunications, miscommunication, opened up the gate. As far as the timing goes? It was going to come down eventually. East Germany opened its heavily guarded borders at 11.17 p.m. and people celebrated by by dancing on top of the wall and and later hosing and chipping away with it, uh, at it with hammers. If if you ever get a chance to go, it is... um Berlin is an incredibly interesting city. It's awesome. I'd love to go. I'd love to go to Germany. That's one of the places I'd... I'd... 
this is I really want to go for, spend time there. There's a few spots that they have uh, along the, the, the wall. And, and where the wall was is a brick line, so it goes through all the streets. And, you mm-hmm. can, I mean, you could walk the wall, the, you know, the wall. Where it was, yeah. Yeah, and then there's there's particular places where they have some of it still up, and they have a whole bunch of historical stuff there. And then you go down to, like, Brandenburg Tor and—, and um, I mean, it's, they it's got memorials that are just yeah. It amazing. is a it is a spectacular. It's a spectacular country. It did you really yeah, did you see the story? Uh, yeah, it said well, it says like it was inevitable. He's it, just it, the guy that opened it up. It was it was gonna happen. Yeah, it just happened because a guy was like, all right, I'm just gonna open up the door. Uh, let's get Marine, some fresh air. Open it up. Marine Corps birthday tomorrow, not today. Well, I'm going to save that for tomorrow, though. <laughs> was, we, I mean, we, already, my, we just got like six emails. In my, listen, in my, in my, this happened this day prep, yeah. it says 247 years ago. Right. I, hey, Semper Fi, guys. I, my, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. Remind <laughs> me. Uh, 29 years ago, 1993, Enter the Wu-Tang. Uh, 26 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan is released as the group's first album. Uh, 26 years ago, 1996, Evander Holyfield upsets Mike Tyson to win the WBA heavyweight title in an 11-round fight in Las Vegas. And 16 years ago in 2006, 60 Minutes reporter Ed Bradley dies of leukemia. He was 65. And that's what happened back in the day. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your crap on celebrities. It's all brought to you by Bright House Plumbing Company. Call the best flush to rest, 636-600-0188. Aaron Carter was in and out of rehab therapy sessions up until his death, but missed his last scheduled appointment, which was Friday night. Sources close to his fiance say that she was desperately trying to get him help during the relationship. Aaron, for the most part, kept her in the dark about his recent addiction. But back in September, Melanie signed Aaron up for this outpatient rehab after confronting him on his addictions. And pretty much it was because she said, if you want to see your son ever, you'll go to rehab. And so he said, okay, fine. Because he did not have custody of uh, their son, Prince. Aaron briefly stopped the program but was reinstated last week when he was supposed to have an online session Friday night but was a no-show. Can't be confirmed, but it's more than likely he was already gone. Oh, man. Uh, while, when the facility reached out to Melanie because she was his, you know, first contact, uh, she broke the news to them, and apparently they were devastated because they said Aaron had been making great progress. Uh, again, nah. you don't really know, but law enforcement did come out yesterday and say that there was multiple cans of compressed air that were found in his bedroom and in his bathroom, and there was a bunch of prescription pills everywhere. So, but. Uh, Aaron Carter was apparently working on a sitcom before he passed away, and the production company is going to honor him by moving forward. Uh, They're going to dedicate this project to his memory. So Brian Farmer, who is the writer and director of this show that's being called Group, uh, Aaron and company wrapped the pilot episode of the show a month ago, and he's since gotten a blessing from Aaron's camp to complete the project and move forward. And basically, this show was about group therapy. And it was a sitcom, so there's comedy and everything, but there's also life lessons. And this guy said he's going to move forward with the show to honor Aaron's life. Was it picked up by anybody? No, it hasn't even been shopped or anything. So it says it's in post-production and when it'll be shopped around the networks once completed. And we'll see if anybody picks it up. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, strong, independent woman. Agreed? I mean, J-Lo, yeah. Jenny from the block. When she got married to Ben Affleck, she didn't hesitate to legally take his last name. She says, quote, I'm very much in control of my own life and destiny and feel empowered as a woman and as a person. And I can understand that people have their feelings about it, and that's okay, too. But if you want to know how I feel about it, it just feels romantic. 
Uh, she did not uh, marry she Alex. She heat for that? Yeah, oh, yeah. For really? taking his last name? Why? Yeah, because they say she should be Jennifer Lopez. She's J-Lo. She can be whatever she wants. Exactly. If that's something she believes in tradition and she wants to do that, she thinks it's romantic, then good on you. Good on it. Yep. And, and that's really all that there is to the story is people are giving J-Lo crap for taking his last name, which is wild. <laughs> uh, James Cameron realizes that there's a chance that people won't really care about Avatar The Way of the Water. And if that happens... Is that out? Not yet. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, I thought it was out and nobody cared. Nope. It's not out yet. They but... re-released the first one in Europe. Yeah. Oh, okay. So people could watch it. Now... You remember when they first announced that there was going to be a sequel, he said, this is a trilogy. We're already writing and working on the third one as well. Well, he came out yesterday and said, if this movie comes out, if number two comes out and people don't care, I'm shutting down three and we are not going to make it. Oh, really? Yep. Whoa. Cool threat. He, he said here, <laughs> if that happens, it'll be too, it'll be, it won't be too late to stop the third installment because it's already in the works. But I will tell you this, it may make me just completely stop things. For sure, it will make me stop going further than a trilogy, but I maybe just shut this down completely. Man, for somebody that successful and, and, and I hate to say older... Um, why? why? Why would you? Why would you negative press your own thing before it comes out? Like, why, why put that in people's heads? That, that's a silly it must move. Be pretty good. weird. That's a very silly move. Yeah, because now, now you got me thinking that you're anticipating negativity. Well, that means he. It, in my brain, it's like he also looks at it and doesn't think it's very good. You gotta pump it up, man. Pump up the trilogy. Yeah, we're planning a trilogy. This movie is blah 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 blah. Can't wait to make the third. Like, what are you doing? He knows just the just business. to come out and say, like, hey, if nobody cares about this, I'm gonna that's right there is silly. You're supposed to be out there and going, everybody should care oh, about man. this. So when does it come out? I think in a couple he's, weeks. He's here. literally the captain of the team. Pump oh, us up. Oh, Don't man. be like, if we lose this, I'm not playing another game. Oh man. Do you think it's going to be good? I don't know. I don't have a clue. Listen, I, I know people love to trash the first one. I loved the experience. I liked it in IMAX. I loved it. I thought it, it. was great. Um, didn't need to see it again. Oh, man, I bet you, I bet you it's going to be good. I bet you, I'm betting it's going to be good. I bet you it's going to be good. Haven't seen the, the confidence. The guy's, I bet you it's going to be huge. The guy's a great movie maker. Jim Cameron. Uh, you know, yeah. why not? I'll give it a go. I bet you it's going to be good. I will see. But now, in the back of my head, I got the captain of the team saying... If you don't like it, I'm not doing Maybe it Maybe that's a reverse psychology. No. No, yeah, that's, that's a bad move. He's putting it down. So you're going to go, man, that's not as bad as he, as the director said it was going to be. There, <laughs> it can't be, right? There's, oh, a, there's a movie that we don't need to worry about how it's going to do or not because Black... You won't have James Cameron to kick around anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black Panther Wakanda so Forever is always going to be a box office beast. Uh, everybody knew that. It's already on pace, too, because it already sold $45 million in advance tickets. Yeah, the Riz family has uh, three tickets. They say, they say that by Friday, it should reach up to about $65 million in pre-sold tickets, which is more than $55 million in advance sales from the original Black Panther, Jeez. and we all know how well that did. Oh my gosh, when does it come out? Friday. They say that it is expected to open at at least $175 million in the U.S., although some are predicting over $200 million, and they say plus it'll get an additional $155 to $195 million international. Now, here's a silly question, because I know how Marvel is, um, but if you haven't been up to date for a while... But you have seen the first one. Can you just go in and see the second Black Panther and be okay? And, and haven't seen any of the ones in between? Yeah, like all the TV shows and everything, or is it just too complex? And uh, No, you can, I mean, probably. Probably. I'm sure you could see it and kind of figure out what's going on. I bet. Okay. Wait, yeah. this you is won't this, be able to get all the intricacies. This is a second movie. Correct. Yeah, Nothing. but a whole lot of stuff happened. 
in the first movie. Yeah. But between the first and second movie, as far as the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes. Right, but they got to have enough like connective tissue just between the first and the second. I would movie. assume. But you okay. can skip all I mean, stuff. if you if you didn't see if you saw the gonna, first one and you didn't see Infinity War and Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good All that happened. I'm sure you'll miss a lot, but it'll probably be a great movie. I'm sure. Way. So uh, we talked about this briefly yesterday because of the success of Netflix's Jeffrey Dahmer series, Monster. They're doing two more series of that. They're going to focus on other people. Also, The Watcher, that's based on a true story. They're, they're going to do another season of that. Well, some people are now really getting on top of Netflix saying that they're trying to commercialize murder, to which I said, have you just opened up your eyes and realized you're on Earth? On Earth. If it bleeds, it leads, right? I mean, that's been a thing for a while now, correct? Earth and Mirth. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Um, Some people are saying I that mean, they're comparing it to the Marvel or DC it universe. It's weird with the dramatization of these things. They, they do have a lot of true crime documentaries on Netflix. Somebody says, a serial enjoy, killer yeah. extended universe, franchising a bunch of psychotic, misogynistic serial killers like they're effing Avengers. Great job, Netflix. It is, yeah, it well, is strange, and it probably has a net negative on It's It's humanity. weird the dramatization of that stuff. I, I do like the documentaries, though, because it's a history. It's history to me. Yeah. And I'm learning things that sure. I sure, yeah, yeah, we do. But, but but for the small percentage of people that may be influenced in a bad way, this is probably not a great thing. Can you stop I mean, it? Is no, Jeff- because money's to be made. Is yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer painted in a good light? I don't. I don't believe so. I don't think so. No, but that's not okay. Yeah, bad, bad people aren't looking for the good light in other bad people. They're looking for the attention or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like the influence here. Maybe one day, if I murder and eat people, they'll make a documentary about me. I don't, I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's this, they Let's also, you know, his low moments, they're going to have the coolest shots on the planet where he's going to look absolutely amazing and all that kind of stuff. Of so it just kind of makes it dreamy. Sometimes that Evan fame Peters? stuff does yeah. make a difference, man. Sometimes that fame or the attention, or the, the notoriety, like oh, yeah. that's, well, that's that, why that that's why a lot of That's why a lot of uh, news organizations don't publicize the names of serial killers or mass shooters. You know, but, they don't. They don't want to give those people the but, recognition they so right. uh, desire. That's why they did it. But one button away, and you have a number one docu series. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in this. Either do I. In this Zero. Dahmer thing. Again, I, I watched uh, the the Dahmer tapes. Confessions of a serial killer. The Dahmer tapes. Yeah, the uh, Dahmer tapes. That was interesting because it was the like, same thing, isn't it? No, that's just the tapes of Jeffrey Dahmer confessing to that all of his crimes. That was a documentary. But I want to. Like you said, they're going to make more in that series, you know, of other serial killers. How many documentaries have to have the same guy over and over and over and over and over again and just keep bringing him back up in history? I don't know. I see a difference between the documentary and the dramatization of it. The documentary was with the investigators and here's right. actual here's what, his audio. Here's what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Weird. Weird. But that's lines. like watching the History Channel. Yeah. Hey, speaking of monsters, uh, the year was 2011. This person found not guilty of their crime. They have never given an on-camera interview until now, and it will be on Peacock November 29th. Oh, I, know you're talking about. I want you to play the audio that's in there, Riz. Moon, I want you and Scott to try and guess who it is. It's okay. labeled the Peacock. Okay. Who's this? Casey interview? Why talk to me now when you're not getting creative control? Okay. They said the name right off the bat. I don't know if you heard it. Gotta be Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony. That's it. 
thought her last name was Interview. Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies, November 29th. Now, the teaser that Peacock put out, that was the interview we're talking. It wasn't Casey Anthony. Oh, she does an interview? She oh, does yeah, a sit-down interview. It's the very first time she did, but an off-camera interviewer again says, why talk to me now when you're not getting creative control? Much like Netflix and its new serial killer extended universe, Peacock getting destroyed right Boy, now if you want, for giving this woman an opportunity to speak. If you want a great podcast to listen to, listen to Time Suck, Dan Cummins and Time Suck and his Casey Anthony episode. Do you walk away infuriated? Yes. Wow. And what a piece of garbage this person is. I, can, I, I mean, I... I can't wait to see what people are going to talk about. I mean, I'm not going to sit down and watch this, but I want to see what people are going to say. That's about your homework, this guys. Listen to Time Suck, download it. The Casey Anthony uh, episode. It's, whoa, what a piece of garbage she is. Riz, uh-huh. Justin Bieber is scared of somebody. At least he was back in 2014 when the when he was neighbors with this person. During an interview with Access Hollywood, this person said that he's scared to death of me. There was a period of time before he grew up when he was foolish and doing foolish things. You know what? I'm not going to read the rest of their quote. I'll let you just play it. He's scared to death of me. There was a period of time before he grew up when he was foolish and doing foolish things. And so I must have said something about it. And then I understood that he was paying the front door people to let them know when I was there coming and going so he wouldn't have to bump into me. I, I believe it. That's Judge Judy, ladies and gentlemen. And apparently they were neighbors. Yeah. That's so cool. That's and when he, he was like egging his neighbor's houses and yeah, stuff. Probably and, throwing parties. And they look back, uh, after talking to Judge Judy, they look back and looked at the timeline. And this was in 2014 when he was peeing in mop buckets, getting arrested for street racing in his Lamborghini, failed sobriety tests. This was Bieber at his worst. And I'm sure Judy was not happy. I'm sorry. Judge Judy was yeah. not happy. Put some respect on the name. So if he had somebody... That watched out for her. How do you get that <laughs> gig where you get paid like, hey, uh, your neighbor's home? And when you're Justin Bieber, you get to pay a lot of Dude, people to do a awesome. lot of dumb jobs. You need to be on someone's role like that. Hey, Moon, if I say the name Jeff Cook to you, does that make any? Does that does that ring a bell? It's a race car driver. That is not a race car driver. It's a. Uh, now, before you start poking at things, this man did just lose his life yesterday, so oh, don't get too far off there. Thank you. Thanks for the disclaimer after you got me going. What do you mean? You said one thing. I, I asked you a serious question, and you went off the deep end there. So say it again, Jeff Jeff Cook. Cook. Hey, maybe a bell. Maybe you can uh, spark his memory here, Riz, by uh, playing a little bit of audio of Jeff little, Cook. Well, Jeff Cook. This was the leading story? Oh, man. This is Jeff from Alabama, I assume. He's Jeff one Cook. of the founders, right? Oh, he passed, he passed one of the away. founders, the guitarist, and the fiddle player of Alabama. That's the way of Parkinson's disease. He was surrounded by his family. He was 73 years old. Uh, the band said that, uh, you know, he was a champion in all that he attempted and cou- courageously faced the battle with a positive attitude. Oh, uh, him and, and two of his cousins found the band over 50 years yeah. ago. They had over 33 number one hits and they sold over 80 million albums. He is a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame, yes. Musicians Hall of Fame, Fiddlers Hall of Fame, and a Gibson Guitarist of the Year nominee. Okay, so so just seeing those stats, 80 million records, mm-hmm. 33 number ones. I didn't yep. realize... I, I Dude, didn't, grow, I didn't grow up in, yeah. in that country world. Yeah. How big Alabama was. Alabama yeah. is enormous, and I tell you what, man, we, we we did an Alabama song. The teenage, the the next best band to Alabama is the Teenage Dirtbags Gone Country. And when we did the Alabama song, which what song did you do? Uh, we do. Um, uh, I'm in a hurry. 
And we, we were doing it for us. We, uh, you know, I wanted to do it, and our guitar player wanted to do it, and we did it, and the whole, I mean, all of Eureka was singing that song. I didn't realize how big it was as well. And when I, I saw them, it would have been like 2000, maybe, or 2001, at the uh, Hearn Center in Columbia, which is a huge, huge arena. And that place was sold out, packed, and that was one of the coolest live concerts I've ever seen. And they also introduced this new guy at the time. So I guess it was late 90s because their opening act was this Kenny Chesney fella. Mm. And he so was pretty amazing. Not only do you find out that everybody loves Alabama, there's every, it, people that think that they don't know Alabama will find out, oh, wait, I know that song. Oh, here's this song. This one. Jeff Cook's work. Oh, this is no play me some mountain music. I know this song. <laughs> My grandma and grandpa used to play. Then I'll float on down the river to Cajun Hideaway. Is this a cover or does somebody big cover this? Oh, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's been covered. They have I'm in a hurry on there? Um, Man, so now I got this one here. That's the greatest. I don't know this one. To me, this is their biggest hit. What was their biggest hit? I don't know because they, I mean, they had hits in like three think, decades. Yeah, I mean, they were 70s, 80s, 90s. Final tour was like early. Mountain Music is the best-selling best song. Aren't mm -hmm. they? I saw at one point they were like the ninth best-selling yeah, band like, in history. I think they're top ten as far as selling more records than anybody. It's mm -hmm. crazy. I think their greatest hits too is one of those that has a uh, like a silly amount of platinum. Yeah. Not, well, not platinum, like guys. Listen to listen to Alabama today. For uh, Jeff Cook. Uh, also, uh, Riz and I know you are big on uh, lead singers and guessing the band. Do yes. you know the name Dan McCafferty? Nazareth. Original lead vocalist of Nazareth. He passed away yesterday. He you was know 76 years no, old. I'm love not, stinks. I've seen uh, love hurts. I'm sorry, love. Jay Giles love stinks. Yeah. Love hurts and uh That's uh, the only one I know. What's what's love yeah. hurts? Is that the one that they do in Wayne Singer? Love hurts. Love cries. Mm -hmm. That's Nazareth. And they're also Hair of the Dog is Nazareth. That's the yeah, that's I didn't know it was the a dog. single. Man, that was you got, the. You got me on that. All right, here. give me a little hair of the dog. I got, well, I got Love Hurts going uh, right love now. Love Hurts, and then we'll do Hit it. Hair of the Dog. Love Stinks is Jay Giles. Love Hurts is Nazareth. Drummer dropped the sticks on that last hit. Right here. Turn this off by now. This is when they walk into the middle school dance on Days of Confused. I had my hand up her shirt. You don't know this song? Maybe the hair, maybe hair. No, it, it sounds like a metal band trying to cover the 50s. This song rules. I don't know this song. That's hard. Wait till the, wait till the chorus. Yeah, I like the sound. These guys like Kansas, don't they? Son of a bitch! Guns N' Roses is a great cover of this. 
You know that one? I do know that I don't know that song, period. So it yeah. sounds like a talented 80s band that listens to the 60s and 70s. That's the, you can hear the influence in there. Nazareth had their day. Uh, I got a couple <laughs> more things here. Um, had their day. Uh, back in 1978, Alice Cooper was a guest star on uh, a legendary episode of The Muppets. Yeah. And as surreal as it was for audiences to watch, he says it was even more surreal for him to film it. He says after a while, you start talking to the puppets and they talk back. Three days in, you're in your dressing room and Kermit pops his head in and goes, have you had lunch yet? And I go, no, you want to go? And he goes, yep, okay. And then you're just sitting there eating lunch, lunch with Kermit the Frog. <laughs> he said it's one of the craziest things that he's ever experienced. Do you know the other Nazareth uh, band members? There's got to be one named Jesus, right? I doubt that. Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, of Jesus Nazareth. from Nazareth. Yeah. Uh, Alanis Morissette, she was supposed to be a part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Saturday night, but something made her bail at last minute. She was going to honor Carly Simon by singing You're So Vain, and she was going to do it with Olivia Rodrigo. Now, after rehearsing on Friday night, she bowed out. And there's no word on what caused her to bow out, but in a post on her Instagram story, she made it sound like she was disrespected because she's a woman. First, she said that she adores Carly, Olivia, and all the other women who performed on Saturday night. But then she said that she's in a place in her career where she no longer has to tolerate, quote, overarching anti-women sentiment in the music industry. Now, that includes, according to her, uh, uh, condescen conden condescension is what Con she put. Condescension? Condescension, yes. And disrespectfulness, reduction, dismissiveness, contract breaching, unsupportiveness, exploitation, and psychological violence, and more. She said, I've had countless incredible experiences with production happen. teams and all genders throughout my life. So many and so fun. And there is nothing better than a team of diverse people coming together with one mission. I'll continue to show up in those environments with Bells. Well, you know, she's at the point in her career where she doesn't need to do this. So yeah. she goes, I'm done. I wonder what happened. I don't know. And uh, finally here, and we touched on this kind of earlier this week, but the end of the year means end of the year lists. And unfortunately, this isn't one of the fun ones, but Billboard just put out some of its gone but not forgotten list of musicians that we lost in 2022. Uh, and get ready, because tomorrow you're going to get emails uh, about you forgetting somebody. Of course. And you being an idiot. And I did and not. This is not my list. This is on Billboard. So if you think Billboards are idiots, then you can just message them. But Billboard.com. Do you think billboards are idiots? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm going to shake that my That billboard fist. up there. <laughs> That's my cousin life. <laughs> so here we go. This is in order from most recent to oldest, okay? Aaron Carter. Yes. Takeoff. Jerry Lee Lewis. Loretta Lynn. Coolio. PNB Rock. Olivia Newton-John. Jim Seals. Mickey Gilly. Naomi Judd. Taylor Hawkins. Betty Davis, Ian McDonald, Meatloaf, and Ronnie Spector. Was, was Van Halen? That was that was like two years, years ago. ago. When did Charlie Watts die? Was that like two years ago? Oh, see, this is this is one of those things where when when the award shows come out, there's going to be somebody that's left out. Charlie Watts was two years. Charlie ago. Watts Charlie was Watts. 2021. Because last year, okay, Charlie Watts. Yeah, so. That's the list according to Billboard.com. If anybody was omitted, uh, let them you know. Just, you just omitted Jeff uh, uh, Cook from Cook. Yeah. Alabama. Again, what an idiot. I can't believe it. Billboard put this Alabama, sir. Billboard put this list out on November 7th. Yell at the billboards. <laughs> you can check out the full list up on the blog, 1057thepoint.com slash Rias. Celebrity celebrating a birthday today. Rapper French Montana is 38. Former MTV VJ who married... Uh, who, who's currently married to Nick Lachey, Vanessa, is it Manilo? Yeah. Manilo is oh, 42. Remember the thong song? Cisco 
is 44. Mr. Vanessa Manello and the former <laughs> Mr. Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey, is 49. Wrestler Chris Jericho is 52. Peppa from Salt in Peppa is 54. And the OG Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, is 71. Former Cardinal manager, Whitey Herzog, turns 91 years old. Lou Ferrigno was our first guest That's on right. the Rich Show. That's right. First ever Rich Show guest. Uh, today's porno Do you birthday. remember the second? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, boy. Who was our second guest? Okay. Was it Tom Arnold? No. Tom Arnold had to be top five. Uh, he was first five, sure. But this this number two is, you're, you're going to... You're going to be bummed when I say He's going to be super bummed. You want, you want initials? No. Is that going to give it away? Probably not. I don't think it will. Go ahead. DF. Or as you may know him, BB. BB. That's going to throw him further. D, DF. The character is BB. The man is DF. He's a funny guy known for one thing. Yeah, and he's tiny. He's a small Don Donald Fandango. That's wrong. Ah. <laughs> uh, DF. He didn't come on. Dana Farvey. <laughs> DF. And David. Faustino. 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 Wow. <laughs> there you go. Wow. You are the first person on the planet to say his last name with that much Faustino. enthusiasm. Faustino. A little bit of trivia there. Uh, wow. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Fallon Summers. And today's birthday girl has been in 159 fine films, including Boner Jams 4, <laughs> Fast Times at Deep Crack High 11, Fresh Young Meat 7, Hot Bods and Tailpipe 28, More Dirty Debutantes 249, Ron Jeremy and the Loose 4, San Francisco, and who could forget her role in 2003's Young Sluts Inc. 10. Fallon Summers is 38 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those were your crappy birthdays, and that was your crap on celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, we will take a quick break. We'll come back. We got some of your emails, and we'll lock in the new real or fake punishment. We're not going to make our picks yet, but we'll lock in the new punishment, okay? And maybe some details on when King Scott is going to fulfill his punishment. You know, the punishment. I thought it got canceled. No, no, counting nope. $1,057 worth of pennies out. Hey, it's Moon here, and winter weather is right around the corner, so now's the perfect time for you to make plans to get your family's vehicles over to my good friends at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers for new tires and for pre-winter auto service and repairs. You know, Dobbs is a locally owned and family-owned company, and they have been since they first opened their doors all the way back in 1976. That's impressive, and it's important to me, and I hope it means something good to you, too. Now at Dobbs to the end of the month. At all 42 Dobbs locations, you can get spectacular deals on new tires. I'm talking about major deals on great tire brands, including savings of up to $225 on a new set of Goodyear tires, plus $70 rebate deals on new sets of Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com for complete details, and be sure to count on the Dobbs team of professional service associates to winterize your vehicle before the cold and snow, before the ice. Remember, no matter what you drive, car, light truck, van, SUV, CUV, hybrid, or EV, the experienced service technicians at Dobbs have what it takes. Experience, technology, and state-of-the-art diagnostics to serve your vehicle right. Click on GoToDobbs.com for info on all of Dobbs' great pre-winter deals on new tires, expert auto service, and while you're at GoToDobbs.com, request an appointment for tires, auto service, at any of the Dobbs' 42 stores. That's right, 42 stores. Conveniently located all over town. Dobbs, locally owned and family owned since 1976. GoToDobbs.com and get ready for winter driving today. If you are suffering from facial pain, drainage, pressure, you're tired all the time, it's time 
time to take control. It's time to figure out what's going on with you. Take action by making a phone call to St. Louis Sinus Center. With their balloon sinus dilation procedure, it's easier than going to the dentist and it's proven to be as effective as traditional sinus surgery. Not to mention that traditional surgery, it's very painful. Take control. 314-4-RELIEF. That's 314-4-RELIEF or stlsinuscenter.com. Don't be complacent. Make the call. Make a change because there's an option for you. Feel better and have a better quality of life. Hey, it's Josh Wolf, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz! So if all goes as planned, Friday, we'll have a pretty big announcement to make as far as this event coming up. Pretty big announcement coming Friday. If all goes, well, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's it's going to happen. But uh, stay tuned Friday. We'll say 7.30, 8 o'clock for a pretty major announcement. Something we've never, well, yeah, never done this before. Never. Never done this before. Never. Should be good. All right, so uh, last Friday, eh, man, Hail Mary hits again. And I removed myself from the cellar in the Real or Fake competition. And unfortunately, King Scott wound up being the loser for the last Real or Fake competition. So King Scott will be counting out you know, you 1,057 uh, pennies. Unfortunately for him. Dollars worth of pennies. And oh, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, dollars worth of pennies. And you say unfortunately, but Riz, as somebody that throws the Hail Mary, you are not saying unfortunately. You're yeah, going, you're fortunately, stoked. Scott lost. Fortunately for me. Yeah. Unfortunately for King Scott. There's one unfortunate person here, and he's in that room over yeah, there. You have to count out $1,057 worth of pennies. And uh, thanks to our friends at Together Credit Union for <laughs> supplying the space and supplying the pennies. And by the way, uh, those pennies will then be donated to Kids Rock Cancer. It's, it's for the kids, man. It's right. So it's for the kids and for our amusement as well. <laughs> yeah. God, how long is this going to take them? Well, we have set aside two days. Two, yeah, two days. We gave, him, uh, we gave him a two spot to, to knock it out of the park. So when is he going to start counting? Uh, the date is set for Friday, November 18th. All right. So next Friday. And I plan on using two full days, good eight-hour days, so I hope they're ready for it. I'm going to go from open to close both days. What, what time's the bank open? I don't know, but they need to hang with me. This is going to be a fun day. <laughs> why, 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 why even threaten punishing somebody else? This what? is your They punishment. volunteered. This could be fun. I want yeah. To yeah they're, they're, being, they're, doing, they're doing good. They volunteered. You're yeah. And remember, you have about a, you have a ten penny grace on either side, or else you start over. <laughs> start over, and we'll book it for the next weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're willing to, to set aside as many weekends as we need. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it going. So I would go in with a good attitude just to make sure your accuracy is up to. Uh... Yeah, I don't think his attitude is great here. No, it's not right now. <laughs> but it will be by the 18th. Nah, Man, sure. dude, <laughs> dude, it is. So to count $1,000, okay, and he's counting $1,057. Uh-huh. $1,000 is 100,000 pennies. This is ridiculous. This is like a four-day adventure, but okay. It's like it's a punishment. You think it's going to be? I don't think it's going to take you four days. That's a lot. But if it does, it does. I mean, I don't think it's going to take you four days. Because I mean, it's almost. It says here. I just maybe typed two in. pennies a second. Like how fast do you think you could do You'll that? You make without stacks. You're going to stack. You're going to. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, no. Let, let the man come up with his own know. strategies. All right, I'm trying to help you out. Thank you. I'm trying to help a buddy out here. It says here. Oh boy, how long to count to a hundred thousand dollars? 
$100,000. Or 100000 How How to count to 100000 is about two full days. Full two, days. It says two hard days works. Okay, there's Scott. It's not going to take you that long. I, I think once you figure out a system, I yeah, think I have you'll, some, I think you'll I have be okay. I have a game plan already, but. I think it'll be okay. Just, you know, get some earbuds. Pop some uh, Alabama in. I'm going to eat a know, lot of and you're, and you're oh, man. no way. No way could I do this with music, like in my ears. No, no way. There's music in the background, sure. Music in my ears, that's, that is guaranteed failure. I just don't want to fall asleep. This is going to be uh Can I tell you how I would do adventure. it? I mean, if you figure out the, the height of your stacks. All one penny needs is a little bit of, uh, of schmutz on it and dunzo. Dunzo. Well... Ten, you can afford ten stacks that way. Yeah, but they could recount how many times in a day. Let's go ahead. Hey, let's go ahead and stack them all up. Boop. Somebody bumped the table. You bumped the table. Something happened. All your stacks are down. Well, good luck, Scott. Yeah, that's true. Which that's location? True. The furthest one from me. That's oh, news. stop. Golly. Well, how far? Where, what's furthest? It's the South Carolina location. It's all of 18 minutes away. There's oh, one right here. This isn't a punishment. Well... <laughs> Well, that that's not the punishment. <laughs> I mean, part of it is. I the mean, punishment is, is going to South County. To, I get it. Yay. I mean, the punishment is you have to go to Together Credit Union and do this punishment. That is part of it, unfortunately. Well, one of the reasons is they have this beautiful, nice atrium area. It's a perfect area for this for this setup. And uh, it's going to be great. I don't need it to look nice. I'm gonna, oh. I just need a table and a chair and some that's pennies. That's it. <laughs> table, chair, and a, and a wheelbarrow full pennies. of pennies. Yeah. yeah. How will the pennies be presented to them? Well, hopefully they're just thrown on top of his lap. Oh uh, man, just dumped on his head. <laughs> Pick him up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how they'll. Yeah, how, how the heck barrel? are they going to do? It'd this? be awesome if it's in a wheelbarrow. So, somebody brought up. Somebody brought up a great point, and obviously we're too far past that. But you know, instead of doing that, you have to count out exactly 1,057. Somebody said what we should have done is found an area, a grassy area, and dropped a hundred 1,057 dollars in pennies and said, "You got to pick these all up." Oh my well, god, that's that'll take weeks. torture. No, 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 no. It's just you got to pick them up. You don't have to count them. You just have to pick them up and put them in the thing. That means you got to find all of them. Imagine right. if, it, think you're back not a giant the field. It would be like <laughs> here's a quarantined, you know, five by five area, and there is one thousand fifty seven dollars worth of pennies in, in and this And you have area, to you stand there while they drop it. In well, the snow, that, that yeah. wouldn't take as long as counting them. <laughs> not at all. Picking them up. Somebody says, uh, uh, "Is King Scott going to be live on air while he does this?" No, because we don't want <laughs> to give any opportunity for somebody to be out there going 41, 193. Scott, like, if you would, if you would though, I would like a camera to be trained on you. Oh, I think there has to the be the entire time. Can you can you maybe talk to Video Joey or or uh, yeah, Web Guy Joe? Maybe there's like a dedicated like YouTube like yeah, here's oh, Scott. Yeah, yeah there, has to, there has, has to be. <laughs> and then at the end, we can we can you know. Almost Speed like a up. surveillance camera. Yeah, this is like a surveillance camera thing. style. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. This is gonna like be an interrogation, you know, like I'm picturing like a black and white interrogation room. <laughs> just one metal table and a, a wooden chair and, and just and a, a pile bright, of pennies. And a bright lamp just right <laughs> over your head. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you have to wear a visor. Okay. So I need a visor, sponsor, uh -huh. I need some glove sponsors. This is going to be good. I'll just load up with sponsors. <sighs> Make the most of it. All right. Uh, good luck, Scott. Yep. Well, you guys are welcome. This is the uh, welcome next to the tattoo. The worst punishment. You're not volunteering. Ever. You didn't. You lost. This is a, you lost. Fair and square. I was resigned to the fact that I was going to do it. Honestly, going into that last that last reveal, 
I was resigned to the fact that I was going to do it. And I was going to go in with a different attitude than Scott. <laughs> An excellent attitude, like I always have. I'm a great a, attitude. Excellent. It would have been wonderful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Smiley. Mm -hmm. All right, so Tony did win the competition. Congratulations, Tones. <laughs> you have to choose the next punishment, so mm -hmm. what is it going to be? So, the next punishment. Do you just want the name of it, or you want me to explain it uh, first? The name of it. The next punishment is the Paintball Spelling Bee Challenge. Love this. And here's how it works. The loser or losers, depending on how it pans out, will be on a stage. The winners, will, the people that don't lose, will give you junior high spelling bee words. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Uh -huh. You have to correctly spell ten words. If you misspell a word, you do not get the bing. You do not get the you get shot with a paintball. No warning. No nothing. Boom. Shot. I think all of us, all the winners should have paintball. Like, everybody who did not lose should have a paintball gun. Whoa. I mean, yikes. Multiple shots or one shot, you know. Let's... Everybody gets to shoot you. Everybody gets one shot at you. Oh, oh man. Jesus, man. That's oh, ridiculous. Man. Come on. You want to play? Let's play. Let's play. Okay, guy that got shot by paintballs most recently. Yeah, I'm not Let's sure. go ahead and do that. Let's I'm, I'm not sure. As man. as the person who was most recently shot by a lot of paintballs. Yeah, but yeah, but let's do it. So let's well, say well, you spell. Let's spell, let's say you have to spell ten words. Let's say you spell six of those wrong. That's getting shot with eighteen paintballs. That's what we do. We play the game. Fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> we play the game. Come on, let's do it. I'm in. I just thought, I'm, in my head, I'm envisioning a dark stage, spotlight, microphone, person standing there, spell this word, blah, blah, blah. Answer's wrong. No, no, no buzzer. Just the shot. They're standing there wondering if they get it right or not, and all of a sudden, it is like six seconds go by, and then, flap, they get hit. What's Hilarious. The, is there a specified distance? Bang, bang, bang. We talking twenty yards here? I don't know. At, we'll at, at, a, at a you know, we'll talk to an expert uh, as to what is a safe distance. Okay, okay. Well, all right. And everybody's getting a shot on it. Everybody that that didn't lose. So if so, you're almost hoping to there's tie. The, there's the moderator, whoever's reading the words, and then the assassins, and then the firing squad. Yeah, firing squad. It's just one shot. You know, you get it wrong, everybody gets one shot. If you miss, you miss. Okay, I think what, all the what, shots need to be shot at the same time. At the time, same though. time, yeah. yeah. At can the same I, time. Can I end up, uh, okay, so can the loser end up using, you know, looking like a Michelin man, walking in there like Yadier Yada Molina with, with uh, pads of I some you sort? I normal paintball gear on as if you were to play a game of okay, paintball. I'm just, I'm just wondering. So you're saying yeah, like, it's gonna get talked so you're saying like mask, elbow pads, knee pads, cup. Yeah, of course, of course. What are the but you're not talking about like chest protector. Man. No, as if you were playing paintball. Okay. Oh. Whatever you wear when you play paintball. Well, some of them have like there's full like chest protectors and, th and different things. I'm I'm gonna go in there looking like a war zone. Yeah, that's not a punishment. <laughs> oh, okay, still hurts. Well, if the, you also come the in dressed as a catcher, a is a punishment. if you come in dressed as Yadier or Molina as a catcher, <laughs> that is not a punishment. Yeah, I'm gonna borrow Bennington's gear. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. Something reasonable. Whatever a paintball outfit is, reasonable. Okay, okay. okay. Wear a thick sweatshirt. Pa okay, paintball gear. Wear a thick sweatshirt. Because this will mess you up, man. Especially. Oh, the, I know. Uh, you see the bruises I got last time? Yeah. 
Yeah, but that was running at a, at a like a, a. Did you a see distance. the bruise I had on my inner thumb? Yeah, but we had to hit you. We still had to hit you. Most of those missed. You know how many shots you guys took at me? This is I, just, I got hit I with, guess, about, with about 75, 80 <laughs> shots. Why are you yelling at me, man? I just want to clarify, Riz, you can't say what to wear when you go paintballing. Because if I type in what do yeah, I wear see, to go I, paintballing, I that. then it's, it's mask, chest protector, elbow protector, glove protection. This person has on shin pads, knee pads, and protective footwear. So you have to clarify, I because I knew what he was doing here. He's going to go, hey, he <laughs> said what I wear when I play paintball. This is Joey Paintball, and this is what he wears. Well, so thanks. what's reasonable? Thanks, Tone. Yeah, that's why I said reasonable. We'll 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 all agree. What's reasonable? We'll we'll all agree on it. And okay, we all know the spirit of the competition. Right. Pain. The pain. spirit of the competition is pain. Pain. Embarrassment, silliness, pain. Yeah. And the other pain is uh the fact that I'm sure they're gonna pick really nice words this this spell. Well, is these are all. It has to be junior oh, high. Give us, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. So Tony, right, say, I, said, Scott, I had Tony, I had Tony, pull some words. What it would be like? Okay. Oh, this is uh, my strong suit. So let's do it. Scott, spell hygiene. <sighs> hygiene. <laughs> this should. H i space g e n. Yeah. Hygiene. Hygiene. Is there a Y? Spell the word. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, H, hygiene, H Y, G, I E N E. Yeah. No way, really? Yeah, you got it, buddy. Hey, not getting shot. Oh, give me one. Give me one. Give me Yikes, that was scary. Uh, Riz, uh -huh. spell anything but Massachusetts, because that's I'm getting shot. <laughs> spell yeah. questionnaire. Q U E S T I O N I A R R E. Wrong. Boom. Bang. Two bang, bang. 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 Two ends. Damn it. Moon spell guarantee. G-U-A-R-A-N-T-E-E. -E, guarantee. Damn it. Can I get another one? Consequently. Consequently. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence? Consequently, you're getting shot at Three the times. end of this. <laughs> C-O-N. Con. C-O-N-S-E. Q-U-E-N-T-L-E-Y. Consequently. Wrong. Boom. Bang, 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 bang. No, no E. No e. <laughs> Give me another one. I'm going to love yeah, this. I, think, I don't think Moon's going to get shot if he does this, by the way. Uh, no. Miscellaneous. M-I-S-C-E-L-A-N-E-O-U-S. <laughs> nope. Boom. Two, Two L's. <laughs> <laughs> Big moon one. I love this. Uh, moon spell. He's going for the tough one. Look, look at him. Look I, I'm him, trying to find him, a tough him, one. Yeah. Uh, spell acquaintance. A C Q U A I N T A N C E. He's right. Woo! Moon spell bouquet. B O U Q U E T. That's right. Then give me one. Uh, Riz, spell <laughs> Bureau. B U E R A U. Boom. Shot. <laughs> B U R E A U. <laughs> give me another one. 
We're going to waste uh, all the words now. There's plenty of words. <laughs> Liz, uh, spell... Oh. Advantageous. I bet I'll lose Advantageous. Advantageous. A-D. <laughs> at, at A-D-V-E-N-T-A-G-O-U-S. Boom. <laughs> Advan. Boom, boom, boom. Damn. A-N. What did I say? E-N. Then you said advantageous. Well, Liz, spell undernourished. U- <laughs> He's pointing a gun at me. U-N-D-E-R-N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D. You're good. Oh. Wow. Nailed it. Leave it there. Yeah, yeah, Leave it there. Now you feel fine. You have been <laughs> shot 12 times. Oh, already. yeah. <sighs> I'm, I'm Now, remember, you have, you have to spell 10 words before you are off the hook. Oh, you have to get 10 correct? Wait, what? It's not oh, no, just you get 10... 10 words. Oh, yeah, you, have yeah, to, yeah. 10, you have to spell 10, 10, 10 words. Right, okay, I see. Oh, okay. I was like, 10 words. Oh, Dang, man, that's, that's worse. Not, uh, 10 words. Whew. Yeah, you, have to spe- you will have 10 words that as a group, you know what? No, no. We will, whether oh. it be Donnie, whether it be John Hewlett, whether it be whoever, we will appoint somebody to be the person that makes up the words. You have no say. You have no say. You have no oh, say. Yeah. I have no say. Yeah, yeah. That person we will, will have a moderator. Words. We will tell them, hey, yeah. you are running the spelling bee, and the words are junior high words. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yep. Lock it in? I'm, I'm ready to lock it in. Lock I it in. so. Lock it in. Let me officially lock it in here. Lock it in? Yeah. <laughs> How funny would the moderator be? John Patrico. You spell the words right, you're like, no, I'm pretty sure that's right. He goes, you ain't know that. Lock this in here. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Okay, good. Fine. Fine. It's done. What's done is done. Uh, let's take a break. Pseudo Show. Traffic and weather. Take a break. We'll come back. We got your emails. 816. Wednesday. Another look at your traffic and weather. Here is Patrico. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Although he is a tool. How about you? Uh, hey, by the way, real quick, uh, Mama Moon, former teacher, do we want to reach out and see if she would be willing to moderate the uh, spelling bee? Would she want to moderate your son, like her son shooting people? Yeah, maybe. If I got shot, she'll go, oh, 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 got that one wrong. oh, 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 We'll talk to Chris Kerber in just a little bit, courtesy of our friends at Randall's Wines and Spirits, which is an app sponsor since you know, the blues and playing like caca and it's driving people to drink. Right? Am I right? Eight in a row, huh? Not wins, eight losses in a row. Yep. As our buddy Polo would say, no bueno. Uh, let's get to uh, some of your emails. Riz Show at 1057thepoint.com. It's all brought to you by Scrapmart Metals Recycling. Clean, safe, and easy metal recycling. Scrapmartmetals.com. Yesterday, we talked about the snail scenario. $10 million cash. However, there is a snail that for the rest of your life, its sole purpose in life is to find you. If the snail touches you, you die. A terrible death. You cannot touch the snail. The snail cannot touch you. No, no. Both. Yeah, yeah. Snail cannot touch you. Like, I can't go find the the snail, pick it up, and throw it. I can't do that. I'm dead. If the snail touches you, you are dead. Somebody emailed in. In regards to the email about the snail where it cannot be killed and follows you for the rest of your life if you take $10 million, we are forgetting a very easy solution to this problem. Lock the snail in a box. Throw it into the ocean. If it's a snail, how's it going to get out of this? If you want to be extra safe, make it a steel box and weld it shut once the snail is inside. Have we, how have we not possibly thought of that solution? 
What are you, I a have. snail expert? How do I, I know if it's not? If, <laughs> but if it's going to get out or not? Aren't but, they welders? It says here you're not allowed. You cannot touch the snail. If the snail touches you, you are dead. So does that mean anything the snail touches? I don't know. That's my point. I would pay point. somebody to locate yeah. the snail. I would pay somebody. I have ten million bucks. Yeah, but I will spend a million dollars to hire somebody to protect me. Okay. I have I have the answer that will dis- demolish this entire. I theory. will pay somebody to protect me and watch over me. All you know is it's a snail. You it's don't know what snail. It's exactly. not a snail that says I'm Any here to kill snail. Liz. So far, this is a supernatural snail because of its powers and it. Yeah, longevity. So, so who knows what kind of friends it has? What if it pays somebody to take out your yeah. security? Like who knows what this? You get the the fact of the matter is something is going to be at an extremely slow pace chasing you the rest of but your we life. We said the snail is a snail. It's just a killer snail, just whose sole purpose is to get you. Like it, it can't make deals. It can't. It has no friends. Right, but but okay, at the same okay. time, again, you just know that it is a snail. You do not know that. Hey, here's the wanted poster. It's this snail coming for me. It's just a snail. That's I don't all run you into know. Many snails. Yeah, I don't know much about snails. Huh? Okay, but if you saw it not, so like right now, I see, I look down, I see a snail when I'm outside. I'm going to go, well, this thing's going to kill me. And I'm going to run so my cow. I rarely run into snails. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the, out more. Then I would assume that the one, that the snail chasing me is the one I'm seeing. But what, so what would put that to, hmm. what's your solution? I don't have a solution. I just think this guy's easy answer of, I'm just putting it in a box and throw it in the ocean. Okay, man. Well, you just did it with a random snail. That's not the snail trying to kill you. You got peace of mind. Now you go ahead and go to sleep on vacation. Next thing you know, you're on fire because Snaily the Assassin just found you. This is one of those, this is a this is a genie uh, scenario. This is the old adage. And if we haven't learned anything from every single genie scenario, every single genie movie, bedazzled, I mean, every single thing where you get some sort of wish... There's always a catch you haven't thought of, and that's why I'm going to presume there's probably something I haven't thought of. And, and whatever decision you make, the box in the ocean or the I'm going to move to Italy and then every two years I'm going to move, whatever you do, you'll never know if it was the right decision. You'll still be looking over your shoulder. This ain't worth it. Yeah, if I throw it in wow. the ocean, I'm, I, I've now omitted all bodies of water. Every single person, life. every is single person scenario. is saying, well, not yeah. every single person, but a lot of people are emailing in and saying, you just constantly surround yourself with salt. Yes, I understand what you're saying, but again, but it doesn't kill them. This is the genie scenario. Something, there's too many possibilities that you can't think of. Hmm. Too many. And it's not worth it. I don't know why I'm preaching so much <laughs> as if somebody's going to have the opportunity to take this decision or not, or take this opportunity or not. But I'm, this is the genie thing. If we have we not it learned, sure, it sure would be exciting though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> I, I can make my life exciting in other ways. King Scott came into ten million dollars, but he's got a snail following him. You're going to spend Pretty every sorry. dollar of that trying to get peace of mind back. That's what it is. Maybe it'll make you so paranoid you spend the ten million dollars on. On the security. On protection. Yeah. It's, it's, listen, you start talking bigger numbers, maybe we got it uh... Till you're finally out of money, and then next thing you know, the snail touches you and you're dead. Yeah, don't forget, $10 million. That's, that's a good ride. That's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. It's a lot of money, yes. It's a lot of money, but it's not a lifetime lot of money. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, your, that's a good your, point. your children's children are not set for life. Uh, next. 
Uh, this is also on the tip of the snail conversation. Okay. <laughs> there is a horror movie fa- or a horror movie fanboy here uh, uh, reaching out. The snail scenario was played out in a 2014 movie called It Follows. Really creepy. Great scoring on Netflix right now. Watch it. In the movie, it something walks at a snail's pace but never stops until it kills you. It is an intense movie. The woman drives miles away, then back to buy time, but it's always coming to kill her. It's a really great movie with this exact unique concept. 95% on Rotten And wasn't it like an indie flick that just destroyed the theaters? 95% critics, 66% audience, which is weird. weird. But uh, smart, original, above all, terrifying. It follows this yeah, I saw this rare a few modern years horror ago. film that works on multiple levels. You actually saw this? Yeah. Sting. I watched it with video Joey. He wanted me to watch this. And, it was uh, good? Yeah. And it's really, like, the cinematography is beautiful, too. I'm assuming it's a really good it, fo- it, it, it uh, explores the psychological trauma that being in this type of scenario... It's 100% what it is. It says it's a psychological horror film. After carefree teenager Jay sleeps with her new boyfriend, Hugh, for the first time she learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that is passed from victim to victim via sexual intercourse. Death, Jay learns, will creep inexorably towards her as either a friend or a stranger. Jay's friends don't believe her seemingly paranoid ravings until they, too, begin to see the phantom assassins and band together to help her flee or defend herself. Yeah, so, Ooh, so, graphic nudity. So yeah, it says here that, that he, he he sleeps with her, and it says uh, a naked woman appears at some point, it, and they keep calling it an entity. So I don't know if you find out what it is or not, but... So we know, well, the entity is, is the paranoia. Think about that. So that's, that's uh, we all hear and talk about, and maybe we've had experiences in d- different degrees with, with paranoia. That's what the snail thing is, is you're trading $10 million for, for, paranoia. for perpetual paranoia. Do you think that's a good idea? I don't know, man. Am I not swaying? Somebody, somebody here, somebody here, hey, <laughs> somebody here just emailed and said, "How often do you run into snails? If I have a snail coming towards me, I'm going to walk a different direction. If the snail continues to come after me, I'm pretty sure that's the snail." But one must Guys, sleep. You're going to have to sleep. It's well, not like the snail. Well, yeah, we ran it's not like this the, yesterday. It's not like the snail has to go. There he goes. I'm going this way. The snail could play a decoy. It could go straight and then go. Yep, that was my guy. I'm going to go back and get him. It could wait. It could crawl into your ceiling and then fall on you when you're sleeping. Yep. Oh. And you're dead. Next. One more snail thing related here. Okay. Snail question, but <laughs> would it be a different answer if it was a bee? Oh, because of the flight? I'm going to be okay because I'm murdering all bees anyway, so. Whoa, that's... You can't uh, kill it. Relax. You can't relax. kill it. I know. Relax over there. Oh, bee, man. Johnny Beekeeper. Because also, if it's a bee, you may not be able to have well, its, it's honey. Well, it's quicker. It's quicker, and... Uh... Can you have its honey? Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. Yes. No oh, man, a bee would be a lot worse. But at least you could hear it. Yeah, you would hear it. A bee would definitely be a lot worse because I'm just sitting here. I'm yeah, just sitting speed. here. I'm just sitting here, and all of a sudden, zzz, right across my face, I'm like, "That was the one that's killing me." <laughs> that's it, and you're dead. Yeah, bees worse. Way worse. No deal. Next. <laughs> uh, thanks to Riz and his plug for cheddar uh, for Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits last week, uh, the take-home kind. Yeah, I will the, never make any other kind ever. They may or may not have been my complete dinner last night. Insanely delicious and highly recommend. Thanks, Cheddar Bay. <laughs> Your complete dinner? That you just ate Cheddar Bay Biscuits that, for dinner? That might be what this person said. That's part of a balanced diet. Yes, it is. Good for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, that's part of a, uh, a nutritious... Dinner plan, but they are good. That's what I hear. The mix. What are you doing? Yeah, what the hell is going on? 
Sorry, I'm I'm uh, I'm posting the the punishment. It's got to be broken up into multiple. Parts. Oh, I just heard it. Oh, sorry about that. I heard the audio. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, next. Uh, this person talking about our discussion about uh, 50-50 raffles yesterday. At Pot of well, Gold people, raffles. if you go to a trivia night, you're, you're definitely pressured into <laughs> giving the, the 50-50 money back that you won. Maybe you go with what this person does. They said they've gotten to a point where they won't even buy 50-50 tickets because of the pressure to give it back. They just take whatever money they were going to spend and use that towards raffle baskets. Well, now people are going to talk about you not buying a 50-50. Yeah. Look at Nancy you, over here not monster. buying a 50-50. You monster not giving the charity. See, that's the thing. Just get out of everybody's It's business. a no-win. Get out. And and I'm, I'm going to be a part of a uh, trivia uh, night on Friday, and the organizer said right away they will not accept your money back. Great. And see, and like I said, the rules have been set for Friday's trivia night. That was the reason that all this came out, because at that St. Jude golf tournament that myself and Riz were at, on the microphone, the guy that ran the tournament said out loud, he said, we will not be accepting any money. Like, if you win the 50-50, we ain't taking it back. There there is no money. We do not want you to give back the money. You take that money. You have to declare it, though. Once you read the the final number, you have to say no backsies. (laughs) And that makes it... I think that makes it legally official. You could take that to court. When somebody says no backsies, that's it. That's a legally binding statement. I think that got kicked up to the Supreme Court at one point. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, <laughs> the last a, I heard. a unanimous decision. All, you know, all nine justices, yeah, that's, that's it's legal. So there you go. I right, thank you for your emails. The Rizzuto Show, <laughs> traffic and weather. BJ said, thanks, guys. Now I'm terrified of snails. <laughs> Good. Me too. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Chris Kerber. And it's Ian Bang. Happy birthday, Riz. I right, welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Kerber. For Chris Kerber, the radio voice of your St. Louis Blues. And our weekly chat with Chris Kerber is sponsored by Randall's Wines and Spirits. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Uh, doing well. I don't know if you heard the rejoin there. That was uh, Ian Bag doing our rejoin, and you introduced us to Ian Bag. Yeah, he's man. He's one of my all-time favorites. He's a great guy. Huge hockey fan, but just uh, I've seen him perform now about oh six, seven, eight times, and he's he's just funny as all heck with the way he engages the crowd. And, and for some reason, like we like the comedy clubs won't bring him back to St. Louis. Really? Oh, I, he's he's always yeah. welcome on this show. He's been, you know, on our show a whole bunch. I love I love when you find somebody like that. Like a friend tells you, "Hey, man, this guy is hilarious. You got to check him out." And I'm like, Chris Kerber's Chris Kerber's recommending a comedian. Okay, and then you know, checked him out. Go, hey. <laughs> hey, maybe, hey, you said he's a big hockey fan. Maybe he's just waiting for the hockey to get decent again in St. Louis. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, Ian Bag. Now listen, that ain't come in hot. Moo. Um, that's M O O N. He's coming. He's coming. I listen. I can appreciate that frustration. No, that's actually probably a good point. No, I. You know what? I've talked to Ian about this, and um, like some clubs, and 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 I don't, I don't want to miss me because I don't. I, I love going to the comedy clubs, and I and I, and I go yeah, to some great you know, ones the ones in the area. In town. 
and we do have some great ones in the area. Um, but, but, you know, sometimes, uh, like, he does the more of the crowd interaction thing. Yeah. And, and if you sit in his shows, it's fantastic. Some some like it, some some don't as much. Um, but he, like, the way he could just absolutely take over a crowd is, is outstanding. We've had him host uh, – We've had him host some Blues alumni uh, roasts, you know. I mean, listen, and I'll tell you, the, the one of Jamie Rivers, you know, where Jeff Burton was up there, and then the praise that that Ian Bag gave to Jeff to Jeff because Jeff was absolutely outstanding. And I like I don't know how many of you guys have actually done a roast. Like we've all done speaking engagements, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've been a part of two roasts, and it is hands down the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done. <laughs> You know, because on the air with you guys, we can get someone can play the straight man, whatever. We could crack a joke, take it, but to have to stand up in front of people. Oh, I remember when just Jeff was laying them out there. That is tough. I remember, remember when Jeff was working on his material. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, I mean, he he wrote all those jokes himself. And uh, I think he wrote and finished it within maybe an hour of being asked to do it and then revised it 753,000 times. Well, he was in here working on his material with us. You know, hey, is this funny? Is this funny? Is this funny? But yeah, Ian Bag is, is oh, that kind of stuff. It is. It's a, it's absolutely sure. I was. A, I did. Uh, I was a part of two roasts for Kelly Chase. The first one was his was his birthday, his 39th birthday, and we're, we're they've got a, a room in a ho- at, the, at a ballroom in a hotel, and I'm I'm just a mess. Like I haven't slept in two days. My wife's like, "What is wrong with you? You do speaking engagements all the time." I go, "This is so different than anything I've ever done." And you were coming off a four day coke binge. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's uh, that was it was really more of the letdown that I was scared of. But they, uh, but these, it, it was one of those things. Darren Detition was supposed to come in and host it. He couldn't do it. So Chaser's brother Kyle, who could be one of the funniest people I've ever seen and ever known, Kyle's hosting. And I said, Kyle, just get me in and get me up here first and get me out of it. What does he do? He brings me up absolutely last. So now half the jokes I had written, somebody else oh, used, right? So now you're really flying. <laughs> and then, this is my favorite part, and Timmy Peel backed this up. Timmy Peel's an NHL referee that, you know, retired now that lives in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Tim Peel roasted him right before me. And th- so Tim goes through his thing, and then, like, everybody in the room had to go to the bathroom at that point. So, like, all right, we're going to take a quick break and go to the bathroom. I'm like, you're kidding, right? And Peelsy looks at me as I get up there, and he goes, Hey, we're kind of losing them. Keep it quick. And I went, "You really kidding me now, huh?" So yeah, it was it was a unique experience. We're losing them. <laughs> you better bring the A. We're game, losing them. <laughs> yeah, we're the guy that just got done and sent them to a bathroom break says we're losing them. Uh, we're losing I'm like, them. yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stressful. Hey, before we get into uh, talking uh, talking blues hockey here, uh, how many car garage do you have, Chris? Two car garage, three car garage. I have a, yeah, I have a two. I have a two a two car garage. I was talking to that a buddy about this one. the other day. Uh, are, are you able to actually put your cars in your garage? Uh, if I do a bunch of moving things around, like if I know like a good hailstorm or something coming, I'll take some bikes. I'll put them in the basement. But right now, no. Because you know, right the, now I could not fit both my cars in the garage. A garage always starts out as a place for vehicles, but over time, you know, workbenches added, uh, along with tools and gardening equipment, and secondary fridges, and Christmas decorations, and more and more boxes of just stuff. And uh, yep. I'm just trying to picture what Chris Kerber's garage looks like. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It's actually it, it's kind of fairly clean right now. So I'll take a picture and put it on social media for you because I don't want you losing any sleep over this. <laughs> but uh, 
But no, no, it's actually, uh, I, I hung some shelves up to try and take care of some stuff. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, I can squeeze two cars in, you know, if, if we need to, um, but typically don't. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm the one that's always trekking out in the rain. You know, I, I that's just, listen, my, you guys all know my wife's a school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So she'll leave early in the morning and the kids get on the bus. And, uh, it's, you know, maybe it's drizzling outside or raining out, so I'll take my youngest to her bus stop and, and let her sit in the car until it comes. And then I, it's it's the one moment you really feel like king of the castle when you're like, all right, I get to finally pull my car into the garage. Uh, there was a survey done, and, and uh, 36% of Americans say their garage is so cluttered that they can no longer park vehicles inside. Oh, man. 36%. Oh, there's no way that that's 36%. That's got to be, I bet you that's at least 50 I I think it's higher, too. Yeah. I think it's higher, too. Uh, and, and 62% say their garage is the most cluttered space in their entire home. And I, I could fit both cars in the garage, but it probably is the most disorganized part of my house. 100%. Well, how many times Yeah, how many times do you put, like, you, you put, a, uh, you put a, a bookshelf together, or, you know, you'll get, you'll get something from Ikea. You'll get, you'll get something that needs, or here's a good one, the kids' Christmas toys, right? Mm-hmm. And you get done, and you're like, there's three bolts left over, and you're like, well, this shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you go, okay, what do you do with these? Well, I can't throw them out, because what if you need them? So next thing you know, you end up with a drawer or a bin that's just got these baggies of bolts. And like 10 years later, you're like, I don't know, should I throw those out? <laughs> yeah, you uh, can't. I might need a bolt. You can't. Never know when you need a good bolt. <laughs> and it winds up in the garage somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I've, yeah, I've got like I've got brackets to things in there that I'm like I don't know what in the world this would go to or how I'd even use it. Yeah, but it looks pretty good. We'll keep it in case we need it. You know, I'm always jealous of the guys who like hang out in their garage. Like my garage is not a hangout garage. No way, mine's nasty. It's just a place where I put things in my cars. Like I always wanted a garage well, hang to out. hang out. You always wanted to hang out in your garage? Yeah, like like well, by the workbench. Like have the garage door open, you know, hanging out by the workbench, building things. And then you I gave me trouble for sitting out front in my garage. <laughs> He's jealous. You sit in your driveway when you have a nice backyard. In my garage. I sit in my garage. In my driveway, when I have people over in a fire pit, we sit in the in there. But I want to, in my garage, I want to build things. I want to well, No, you things. don't. No. Okay, you, things. you don't want to Do build, build things? No. Yeah, he builds nothing, Chris. What a waste. Yeah, he, he not only wants the space, he wants the skills, and he, you know, I want, okay. he wants it I want all. Woodwork. It makes sense, though. Now, I actually do like I do like woodworking. Like I just put up, uh, I finished last weekend uh, since we had a couple of days off. I finished putting some shiplap up above a fireplace. So I, I am a big do-it-yourselfer and, and, and love doing that stuff. So that actually, it took over the garage for about a week, right? But that's you know, great for you, down, man. Trying to figure how to match the stuff. Do you that's want to great lay? for you. Scott, Riz has no idea, no desire. I've never known this man to build a single thing in his life. He put together his own barbecue pit and forgot 15 pieces and then almost burnt the thing down. So, like. That barbecue pit, yes, it's a you roll the dice every time you start it up. But. <laughs> hey, Riz, you know, here's how. Here's what we're going to start you on, okay? Over at, over at Lowe's or Home Depot. I'm sure they have it at Menards, too. I don't want to leave anybody out here. Maybe Ace Hardware. If anybody's got a hardware store, throw it out there. So they, uh, but, but they got these little, these, these kid kits where it comes with a little tiny hammer, little nails, and you can make, like, wooden cars. You yeah, can make, not, like, a, a small that's little great for you, you know, ant house or something like that. It would be a perfect, I think it would be a perfect thing for you to do can, on the show. Can an adult join the Pinewood Derby for the Scouts, like, just without a kid? The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you got to wear a beanie with a copter on the top of it. All right, Chris. Let's uh, let's talk Blues hockey here. I mean, what's there? I was, you know, normally I write some questions down before you know we chat in the yeah. morning. I what's there to say? 
You know what? I uh, this it's an interesting one, and things are obviously, uh, as I like to call it, uh, I'd say the pucker factor is increasing mm-hmm. uh, right about now. Um, th- there's not a lot of explanations for it. The, the coaches have tried so many different line combinations, and I wonder if that, frankly, might be an issue. Uh, but you know, I, I expect maybe at this point in time, Doug Armstrong isn't going to just sit still. So uh, you know, whether a guy goes down. Uh, to, to Springfield if they can, you know, that doesn't need to clear waivers. You call up somebody maybe like a Josh Leva that's played in the league. Uh, you know, so somewhere along those kind of lines maybe, maybe happens. Uh, you just try to change some things up. This is weird because, one, I didn't see this coming, but, but and well, hell, that doesn't necessarily mean a whole hell of a lot, but this is a good hockey team. And this is a team you're not thinking is going to set a franchise record for eight consecutive regulation losses, and yet it happened. And, that, and, and you're that's doing what it. sucks. And the goaltending... Well, and here's the thing. Normally in a situation like this, you're going to go, well, the goaltending has been up. Man, the goaltending has been really good. Now, I, unfortunately, the fourth goal going in last night uh, was, was, was a bad goal. I didn't like the fourth or fifth goal. But at that point, Grice had done everything he could to keep his team in it. The team just hasn't scored. So, but, like, they hit three posts in the first period. You know, the power play's going over. Uh, there's just things that, don't gel with how skilled this team could be. And, you know, sometimes it happens. Go back and look at the Tampa Bay team that finished dead last in the National Hockey League, right, in 2007-2008. In and that's a team that three years earlier won a Stanley Cup, and, and they still had Vinny LeCavalier and Martin St. Louis, and they had some great players. Well, they ended up with a number one overall pick that year and took Steven Stamkos. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it does happen, but uh, this is it's just a weird twist. The good news is here. Like again, the good the good news is is you're only eleven games in. Yeah, you're right. five games below five hundred. This is not. I mean, I, the the ship has not sunk. No, but but you did mention that Doug Armstrong probably will do something. I mean, how drastic will that something be? I don't think. I don't. Well, first off, drastic is hard to do in today's National Hockey League because you to make trades, and when you've got fifteen teams. 16 teams, actually, I think, that are within a million dollars of the salary cap or less. Mm-hmm. You just can't deal off a player, you know, because you've got to find someone that then you got to retain money. There's a whole lot of other factors that go involved here. So what you can do, you've got you've got players, uh, you know, you, you wave a player. Maybe you say, okay, this guy just isn't getting it done. We're going to see if anybody wants him. If they, nobody does, you send him down to the minors. Or, you know, like, like here's a scenario, for example. Take a Jake Neighbors. All right, Doug Armstrong said that, and this it's an intriguing one. I think Jake Neighbors has actually played pretty well. I, I think Jake Neighbors is, has, has shown some real smart levels of hockey. But do you want Jake Neighbors right now playing in a fort? You've got a person. Doug Armstrong, by the way, was in Springfield over the weekend watching a minor league team. And when I asked him how it went, he goes, man, they played hard, they played well, and they got a good team down there. You're struggling up here right now. And Jake Neighbors is finding his way slid all the way down to the fourth line in that game. Is he actually better off at the age of 20 to go down and play some game in an environment that's not quite as intense right now as you've got up here? And I'm telling you, from a youth standpoint and a development standpoint, it's not a bad idea. So you've got an option, for example, for a guy like him to go down. Now, is that a major shakeup? No. But then what you do is you call up. You know, you had Josh Levo who cleared waivers. Uh, he had a pretty good camp You know, for, for the Blues. Uh, uh, Alexandrov had a pretty good camp. For the St. Louis Blues, you know, maybe there's another move up there. Do is it possible that 
you're just not liking the, 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 the defensive chemistry here. And, you know, do you look at bringing up one of the offensive? I don't know. But those are the immediate moves that I could see something like that happening for the St. Louis Blues, um, that type of thing. Now, if this continues for a little while, maybe you win one. You know, you, maybe you beat San Jose on Thursday, but then you're going out to Vegas and you're going out to Colorado for uh, for road games in yeah. Chicago. So, you know, maybe at that point something bigger happens. But uh, I, I would definitely say you've moved maybe from a DEFCON 1 area to a DEFCON 3 area uh, right now with this hockey team. Well, you talked about rock bottom last week. And uh, hopefully, you know, eight games in a row losing is – rock bottom and there's only up to go from here mm-hmm. hope so i hope I, I hope you're right you know i really i really i kind of i felt watching that first period last night but you know they had a philadelphia had a lot of shots on goal you know and and not a lot of them were in tight so when, when sometimes you get a lot of shots on goal from the outside and you don't worry too much about them i i, I actually i mean i felt really good going into that second period and then just things kind of fell apart so this will man there'll be a gut check time here but this is just Guys, it, I, Joe and Vitaly and I were calling this. It, it's a weird anomaly. I mean, these are look. You saw, you're seeing some of the best players in the National Hockey League make puck mistakes that they just don't make, and you're like, okay, this is just goofy. And I think the pressure's getting a little hot. They just need to calm themselves down and trust their instincts because we've just got far too many good players for it to be that big of an egg right now. Well, what we got to do is just bear down and hope for the best uh, tomorrow night. San Jose in town. Sa- is San Jose, uh, I, I haven't seen, are they doing well this year? What's they're the- down there too. Yeah, they're, they're down there. They've had some good stretches. Uh, Eric Carlson has regained some form, finally going off there in that $11 million contract he's got. But, uh, so, but you know, they, they, they've got a new general manager. They, they, Traded away Brent Burns. They look a little bit different. They still have Logan Couture, who seems to play fantastically against the St. Louis Blues. But look, right now, you're the St. Louis Blues. You're you're in last place in the National Hockey League. So right now, you better look at it as everybody is a challenge, right? Right. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we'll put more uh, pucks in the net on uh I think, Thursday. yeah, put more biscuits in the basket, That's as they right. like to call it, right? That's right. Hey, by the way, congratulations, Riz, and all you guys that – uh, real quickly, you get, man, when you guys announced that uh, we were going to have, and, and I, you knew we were going to do it because it's been such a great success, but when you guys announced that we were going to have a new, uh, another uh, Riz night with the St. Louis Blues, my goodness, the tickets fly off the shelf for that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they had to block out another allotment for you guys, it just speaks volumes to how great and awesome the listeners of this show are. So we're, well, thank uh, you. Did you see I'm the giveaway? I'm to be a part of it, but congratulations. Oh, I did. It's just awesome. Oh, the Jeff yeah, Burton bobblehead. It's, it's probably, the, it's probably yeah. the best thing that, that we've ever given out. Jeff Burton and his dog is involved with the bobblehead, too. is amazing. Yeah, no, it's really well, cool. You, you guys, listen, spectacular listenership, great loyalty, and it's going to be a fun night when you guys have it at Enterprise Center again. Well, we are, uh, Chris, we are taking a, a road trip uh, this weekend. We're going to we're going to Kansas City for uh, for Chiefs football. It's the Chiefs and okay. the Jaguars on uh, on Sunday, and uh, we're we're hooking up with a uh, with a tailgating group called the Tequila Gators. And of course, Chris, we got to bring we got to bring some booze with us. So, and, and you know the place where we could bring where we get some booze, the best booze in town. That's exactly right. And you know what? Listen, and they've got an amazing selection of tequila. So head, here's what you do. You go into Randall's, uh-huh. right? And uh, and they've got those five St. Louis area locations. I'm always shopping at, at the Manchester one. It's my liquor store. That's that's where I go. It's where I get my beer, my wine, my, my booze for the house. 
Uh, but they've got an amazing selection of tequilas in all different levels. And if you want to, if you guys go in there and say, okay, hey, listen, we're going to Kansas City. We've got this going on. Uh, I, I want to bring just a good tequila, but something that might be a little bit different. Their staff is knowledgeable, and they're going to put it right in your hands. So this is a, it's actually a great time to, to check it out. And, I, and I'd encourage all the all the weirdos and the Riz Show listeners to check out Randall's. You can order online at shoprandalls.com. They'll deliver it to you as well. And starting next week, we're going to have a special uh, a special thing starting next week where they're going to start uh, giving away a bottle of plantains a week for the rest of the year. Whoa. And we're going to tell people how you can win that. Yeah, pretty cool. So that's all Randall's. Really, really, really cool. So it's Randall's. Randall's Wines and Spirits. And, you know, I think for, for our, you know, tailgate, I'm going to buy a little something for the host and then something for the group. And I'm, I'm sure Randall's have everything, everything in between. And you and you will find it there. And, you, and especially, like, if you tell them, hey, look, there's a certain, because, you know, tequilas can be pretty wide flavoring. If you tell them, I really like this kind, mm-hmm. one of their helpers is going to be able to say, then you want to try this one if you want something new. And, you know, and I guarantee you're going to like it. Well, I'll be, I, you know, I'll be heading over to Randall's. Randall's Wines and Spirits, the official sponsor of our little chat every week with Chris Kerber. Chris, have a good call tomorrow, and we'll, we'll speak to you next week. All right, you guys are awesome. Talk to you later. Have a great Chris, rest of the week. See you, brother. We'll take a real quick break. We'll come back. We've got a couple news stories for you. Then we'll get into sports. And you're listening to the, the, the Rizzuto Show. Hey, happy, happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. And your news being sponsored by West County Auto Body, the best auto body repair facility in the country. So, you know, with the Powerball drawing, they didn't do it on Monday because of some security issue. And they did it yesterday morning. And at first we saw that nobody won. There was going to be another drawing. I was stoked. I bought a bunch of extra tickets. Security issue. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, I guess one state on Monday hadn't confirmed their sales, which has to happen first. But uh, the winning numbers were finally announced 10 hours later, and there was a winner. A single ticket sold in California hit the $2 billion jackpot. Wow. It was sold at a place called Joe's Service Center in Altadena, just north of L.A. The California Lottery announced it on Twitter and said it's the first time they've ever made someone a billionaire. Now, if, if the winner opts for the lump sum, though, uh, they're, te- they're technically not a billionaire. The, the lump sum would be $997 million uh, around there. So not, not a billionaire. You know, there's an interesting sports connection. Ex-NFL star Damata Pico. It's his father-in-law that sold and owns the gas station. Well, he got a million dollars then because the owner gets a million dollars. That's right. Yeah, he got a million dollar payday. 37-year-old Bengals nose tackle who played the majority of his career in Cincinnati uh, was saying, hey, my father-in-law sold the winning Powerball ticket and congrats, now gets a million bucks. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, pretty amazing. This guy owns Joe's Service Center gas station in Altadena, California. Uh, He's now a local celeb. Now, he has sold... Uh, winning tickets before at this uh, the Super Lotto and the Fantasy Five. He's just never sold one of these this big, obviously. How awesome is it that the winning place who sold the ticket gets a million dollars too? That's pretty, yeah. I love that. That's kind of that's an interesting 
but really nice uh, rule they have. Well, that's incentive for them to put a lotto kiosk. Uh, oh, okay, I, uh, that's what place. it is. Yeah, that's really cool. I saw yesterday that somebody took, like, it was an old school one. It looked like it was from the 90s of, like, a lotto drawing, and it was uh, five numbers, and... As the number came down, the lady grabbed it, and it was a voiceover, obviously. And she looked at it, and she went, you lost <laughs> back to work, and the Powerball is forever. <laughs> so 23 people in 16 states matched five numbers, good for a million bucks. One of them in Florida got, got $2 million because they did the power play option that doubles the prize. <laughs> so if they would have hit that with the... The billion? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. That's just that's like the the multiplier is if you don't hit the Powerball, you can get four numbers times six, price, yeah. and it equals. Oh, X there's, amount. there's a fresh fresh Powerball drawing tonight worth twenty million. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> not even worth it. But Missouri lottery players won a combined three point two million in Powerball prize, yes. including two million dollar winning tickets, a one hundred thousand dollar winner, and six tickets worth fifty thousand dollars each. The two $1 million winning tickets were sold at the same place in Rosebud. Oh, man. Wow. Which is crazy. I, I want to know the story there. Rosebud is, and I've talked about, that's where Klein's is. Yeah, Klein's. Or used to be. Klein's. What the? Now, used to drive through there all the time going to going to Owensville. Oh. Do, you, do you think it's, do you think it's you just, somebody? I've been there before. I've been there before. <laughs> do you think it's somebody that like, you know, hey, I'm playing grandma's numbers. Oh, me too. Oh, like. Oh, that's Maybe they're probably they, playing Clownvis's numbers. I don't think Clownvis's numbers hit. You know what I'm saying though? Like that's how it had to be. If it's sold to the same gas station, in the same small town, and they both were the million dollar winners, it had to be like, hey man, uh, I'm gonna do a quick pick, and somebody goes, hey man, I want his numbers. <laughs> Maybe. But Rosebud, hey Rosebud, Missouri, we love, love you guys out there. Uh, one final thing. Um, have you guys heard about this place called Karen's Diner? Yeah. I know oh. somebody that uh, is either working there okay. or training to work there. Who could have ever predicted this idea might backfire? So last October, a place called Karen's Diner opened in Australia as a riff off the whole angry Karen thing. Okay. Now there are 16 locations, only one in the U.S. here in St. Louis. Huh. So 15 in Australia, one here in St. Louis, which is an odd place. St. Louis. Uh Australia for the U.S. Uh, their motto is great burgers and very rude service. Oh, so, so it's Ed DeBevix yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. Basically, they're overly rude to the customers. Yeah, and, they, and, they act like Karens. And you could complain all you want. They don't care. But now they're they're back in the news because employees at the location in Melbourne are so unhappy, they've asked to speak to the manager about it, <laughs> like for reals. <laughs> Six current and former employees filed the complaint complaining it's an unsafe work environment. They say customers constantly threaten and harass them and even get violent. So it's supposed to be, you know, fun back and forth. People are being a-holes, at least at the Melbourne location. Huh. But when they told management, nobody did anything. Ironically, they just, they say, they say getting bad reviews is a constant concern. Management won't tolerate them and, and they just want to protect the brand. They also claimed they had to sign a waiver saying the diner was not responsible if they were injured in any way. And the company's denying all of it and, and claims they've only dealt with truly awful customers a handful of times. Hmm. But that's, uh, yeah. Karen's Diner here in St. Louis. <laughs> that's like... Uh, I think I think it just opened like like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the, the what's the place? Dick's Last Resort. Is that another place that's like that? That's the one with the hats. When you walk in, they throw you. your they throw the napkins and straws at you, and they go, "What the hell do you want?" Mm-hmm. And like that's their whole thing. When you go into Karen's Diners, and I and, and and I know Last Resort, Dick's Last Resort is not a place that has like a warning. If that's the treatment that you got to get. You got to have some sort of like a you know that's like why you're going. Like a pa- I don't know, I don't know. Like, like, no, there needs to be a hostess that goes, hey, do you know what goes on here? Oh, oh, oh. Because I'm, a, I'm assuming these people that are yelling are either A, trying to be funny and give it back, or B, they literally walk in and they go, well, this is just rude. <laughs> like, I don't this understand. Is service Who ever. is Karen, and can I please speak with I her? I just want to know if I can get a good burger. If the waitress yells at me or not, I don't care. Like, what if you know what you're getting into, but you actually do have an issue that you would like to speak to the manager? Do you just, <laughs> is there a password, or are you just going to go, no, no, seriously, like, I know the shtick, I'm totally fine with that, but can I see a manager? And they're like, oh! Oh, he needs to see a manager. I'm not trying to be rude. I know your stick. Come on, man. Let me see a manager. <laughs> Drop the stick for a second. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Moon's got your sports. And, oh, they sold the pool host 700, uh, 700 home run ball. Oh, I, got, I got what it went for. Remember, it was like $160,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the final, the final price. Auction price. Hey there, this is comedian Nikki Glazer, St. Louis native, and you're listening to my favorite show, The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. So, the guy who caught Albert Pulos' 700th home run ball, okay, which was at Dodger Stadium on September 23rd, he's a Dodgers fan, obviously. Not a, not a Cardinal fan going in for the game. He was a Dodgers fan. So he sold the ball at auction. How much do you think he got for it? Say like two thirty. I'm gonna so go. He, he worked with the with the. I'll just set the base for you. So okay. he worked with a company called Golden Auctions to sell the ball, which went up for sale October 25th. First bid twenty five thousand dollars. Okay, the auction closed November fifth. So okay, I'm gonna go four hundred and twenty-five thousand. Four hundred twenty-five thousand. One more time. Say what we knew going into this. We knew it was up to one sixty. Okay, and it sat there for, for okay. A I'm gonna days. I'm gonna say one eighty. One eighty. What did I say? Two thirty. Two thirty. Hey, Dennis' favorite time. Yeah, two thirty. Two thirty. So two thirty. Uh, actual uh, uh, retail price. Uh, what it sold for? Uh, Three hundred thousand dollars. So. Oh, nice. Good for him. Auction closed November fifth. Top bid of three hundred thousand dollars. The extra so it was three sixty altogether for this for the buyer. Uh, extra sixty thousand dollars is a twenty percent buyer's premium tacked onto all winning bids. I don't know what that means, but most of the activity took place that last day. Like there was furious bidding going back and forth last day. So it's a piece of history, I guess. Yeah, that, well, definitely. The ball is a piece of MLB history since only four players in the history of baseball have ever hit 700-plus career wow. home runs. So. Are there balls, um, are there the 700 for any of the other, like Aaron's or anything? Kept, I'm sure there's somewhere. Well, there. Barry Bonds' 700th went for 804000 Whoa. I wonder why Pujols went for so, so little. Barry Bonds' ball, 700th, 18 years ago. That went for eight hundred four thousand at the Dang. same auction site. Was baseball just more popular then? I don't know. Maybe it was just a bigger deal. I don't know why huh. so much so long ago, but 
You think this one would be bigger than that? Well, I'm thinking. So whoever whoever bought it, you know, three hundred thousand dollars. What a bargain! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how Congrats. much did you say Barry Bonds was? Back uh, that sold for eight hundred four thousand. Oh. According to their website. One of the largest online casino and sports betting websites purchased San Francisco Giant baseball player Barry Bonds' historic seventh home run ball for $85,000. Look on Golden's website, G-O-L-D-I-N-S. Maybe at oh, the maybe time. Maybe it resold after that. Maybe they resold. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The ball was initially sold to an unidentified person for $804,000 on, on the website, overstock.com. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Overstock. The ball was initially sold the next month to an unidentified person for a reported $804,000 on the website overstock.com. Yeah. I guess they had too many of them. <laughs> nah, that's weird. Man, we were just overloaded with Barry Bonds' 700 home run balls. <laughs> well, it's, it's again, 804000 to $300,000. All right, here's sports. The Rizzuto Show. Sports. All right, Mooners, what do you got? Sports brought to you by Punk Rock Christmas, December 9th at Del Mar Hall. All-star group, all your Christmas favorites with uh, tons of energy. The St. Louis Blues, we talked about this earlier, they say, they set a St. Louis Blues record with their eighth consecutive regulation loss Tuesday. A big, fat 5-1 to one loss to the Flyers. Coach Ruby changed up a lot before the game, including every one of the forward lines, but it didn't matter. They can't shoot, they can't score, they can't protect the net, and they can't put passes together. It's ugly, y'all. But at least it's worth some records. The Blues have been outscored 38-12 to during the eight-game losing streak. Since leading Montreal 3-1 to midway through the second period, October 29th, they have been outscored 24-6. to But hey, they made one guy's day yesterday, the opposing goalie Felix Sandstrom, who hadn't previously won a game in his NHL career. He was 0-7-1 before Tuesday and 0-3-0 this season with 3.78 goals against average. He was a late replacement for Carter Hart, who was ill. Blues play tomorrow at home against the Sharks. Um, and that'll be the slump buster. <clears throat> Staying with on. hockey for a second, uh, Tony was showing us this video earlier. Edmonton Oilers forward Evander Kane was rushed to the hospital after suffering a deep cut to his left wrist during the team's win against Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday. This was gnarly. Gnarly. 31-year-old sustained an injury in the second period after he fell to the ice during a collision. In the resulting scramble for the puck, opponent Pat Maroon accidentally skated over Kane's wrist, and it's like, re- uh, I mean, it happens really quickly. You're saying it wrong. St. Louis' zone, Pat Maroon. St. Louis' zone, Pat Maroon. It's like his first day here. He cut the man. He cut the man with a skate, and a pool of blood instantly formed on the ice. And I mean instantly. Boy, Uh. watching the video, and after it happens, Kane, I mean, immediately knows. And he he is holding. Do you see the look of panic on his face? Oh, absolute freaked out face. uh, Immediately got up, rushed to the medical staff, holding his wrist. He was later admitted to the hospital. Uh, The Oilers, quote, said, after suffering an injury, a wrist injury early in the second period, Evander Kane is unstable. Uh, stable condition and has been transported to hospital for a procedure later this evening. Ooh, boy. Man, you said a... You could, you could see Pat Maroon as soon as he did it. Even Pat Maroon's, like, looking to the trainer like, yo, 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 that's not good. This is not good. I mean, he, he... I mean, you see the skate and then you see a pool of blood. You know, Evander Kane grabs his wrist and skates to the yeah, back. I, I know Evander Kane is the one that got hurt, but, man, that, that affects the person who did it, too. Oh, I, yeah, I, I can't bet. even oh, yeah. imagine... An accident, but doing that to somebody, oh, my God. Uh, speaking of injuries, this may change some of your picks. The Buffalo Bills got more than a loss in the standings when they fell to the New York Jets on Sunday. We mentioned Josh Allen's injury, and here is the update. Quarterback Josh Allen is being evaluated for an elbow injury to the ulnar collateral ligament, the UCL, and related nerves suffered 
uh, on the Bills' final drive of the game. His status is uncertain for Buffalo's Week 10 game against the Minnesota Vikings. Allen suffered the injury in the fourth quarter when Jets defensive lineman Bryce Huff got a hit during the QB's throwing motion, resulting in a strip sack recovered by the Bills. Kind of messed yep. up his elbow there. Uh, there's already been two coaching changes halfway through the NFL season with Indianapolis firing Frank Reich. We talked about that yesterday in Week 4, uh, or, or uh, this week after four weeks. After Carolina did the same to Matt Rule. Based on recent history, there is likely to be more. Check this out. The NFL had a record-tying 10 coaches uh, changed last season, and three-quarters of the teams have changed head coaches at least once in the past five years. So that's interesting. that's uh, an interesting uh, little stat there. I talked about uh, the ex-NFL star, uh, his, uh, his uncle, uh, having the, the gas station that gave away the uh, the, the winning uh, Powerball ticket? Yeah, the, the billion-dollar uh, ticket. That detail is up on the blog. It is the MLS expansion draft on Friday. I have a whole bunch of details about that on the blog as well. And then later today, a Soccer 101 podcast that we go into the expansion draft hey, and they, how it works. Did they release the what the uniform's going to look like? Not yet. Mm -mm. I no. thought that was supposed to be last week. They put them up for pre-sale. No, no, no. they, they allowed season ticket holders to buy them. And then oh, them, okay. But you, it's, it's sight unseen. Oh, so I, yeah, I remember us talking about that. I thought yeah, I bought one. Stuff. I have no idea what it looks like. Huh. Roll the dice. They roll the dice, baby. Roll of the dice. 24 players and managers were shortlist, shortlisted as finalists for the four different awards as voted on by the Baseball Writers Association of America. The winners for Most Valuable Player, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year and Manager of the Year will be announced next week. Uh, one category going live each day on the MLB Network beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern. So Monday is the Jackie Robinson Rookies of the Year. Tuesday is Managers of the Year. Wednesday, Cy Young Awards. Thursday, MVP Awards. I have all the candidates on the blog. We can probably go through them if you want, or I can just mention the Cardinals. Any Cardinals? Yeah, just give me the Cardinals. Got a couple Cardinals. Uh, for Rookie of the Year 2022 finalist, the three nominees are Michael Harris, the second of the, of the Braves, Spencer Strider of the Braves, and Brendan Donovan, utility uh, right. for the Cardinals. Uh, the other Cardinals mentioned here are in which category? Let's see. The National League MVP 2022 I'm finalists. Goldschmidt. Manny Machado of the Padres, Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals, and Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals. Uh, so good luck to them. Yeah. I'm Moon, and that's your sports, because feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's Bobsled time. All right, one final break. We'll come back and wrap her up. It's the Rizzuto Show. Is it for us? Donnie Fandango is next. If you missed anything on the program today, blog and podcast all there for you, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Uh, everything that would happen on the show today, a bouncer's trick to spot a fake ID. Crap on Celebrity Sports Riz News. We had a couple, uh, you know, what ifs, like what would you do? We went back to the snail conversation briefly. Uh, answered a lot of emails, had a lot of fun with that, and man, we came up with a great podcast title from some of the yelling back and forth this morning on uh, what decade would you go back to if you could kind of relive a particular decade in your life, your teens, your 20s, your 30s. And the title for the podcast today is You Can't Operate a Time Machine High. Mm. Very topical. Yes. Very topical with what's happened today in Missouri. Timely and topical. That's yes, right. that's what we are. Timely. I get, I get what you did there with the time machine. 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The podcast is available everywhere. All right. Also, a big thanks to our buddy Chris Kerber. Our little chat sponsored by Randall's Wines and Spirits. All right. Tomorrow on the program, uh, John Patrico joins us for another Craigslist Freak of the Year playoff round. We'll give away some fabulous prizes and a whole lot more on the big uh, Thursday Riz show. Tony, anything else? I got nothing, man.
Moon. Soccer 101 podcast uh, will be up in just a few minutes, so make sure you check it out. We talked about, uh, you know, the difference between uh, regulation time, stoppage time, extra time. The MLS Cup obviously went down to PKs. We talked about how PKs mm -hmm. Uh, go and then what is uh, what you are going to expect this next week from St. Louis City SC because the big expansion draft that we are obviously a part of happens on Friday. So we kind of break down what to expect, what we get to pick, you know, how, how it all works. A simple, fun, uh, half hour sort of educational podcast on soccer. Soccer 101, it's available everywhere. All right. Thank you, Moon. Uh, King Scott. Speaking of podcasts, make sure to check out my new one, How to Count Pennies. It's mm -hmm. uh, going to come out <laughs> shortly, so it'll be a good one. Uh -huh. Very exciting. <laughs> but, uh, that's about all I got. One, two, <laughs> three. Next week's episode, four, five, and six. Oh, stay tuned. The only other thing is uh, we did announce the new real or fake punishment today. Patrico, being the winner of last uh, the the last round, he announced it, and we put up the whole video on our Instagram. So check that out at R I Z Z Show on all the socials. All right, thank you, Moon. All right, we leave you with a selection from our team member today, brought to you by Copper Fire Bar and Eatery in Belleville from Wentzville. Jesse Barbin is our hey! team member today. The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.